How do you feel about Fall Guys becoming basically the next Fortnite? Because I see that I, I see a lot of that, like it's like recently. I don't know. I feel like that that whole Jelly Bean game is is blowing up real big. I'm telling you, dude. I didn't expect it to be the next big thing, but I'm glad it is because it's not like I don't really give it, a right? shit. Yeah. I, I've been playing it a lot. And they're already announcing a season two reveal on fucking Thursday, which is like, wow, what? this game hasn't even been <laughs> out for a month. And what like, are the we're already getting so a season just, two. Is it just like new skins? Oh, it's coming to phones. Oh. Well, in China. Yeah, in China. In China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they data mined it recently, and apparently they are actually putting it to Switch. But aside from that, I think it's it's really interesting because I'm happy to see that a battle royale game doesn't just have to be another Call of Duty reskin where Dude, it's taking you're just over shooting Twitch. people. Yeah, no, it's 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 a phenomenon right now, and I hope it's still like I I hope it has a thing like I said before with uh, Rocket League where it has that lasting power, because it's super simple in its approach, and because of that, it's like endlessly replayable, you know. And, and it's that type of thing, and ignoring oh the stupid guy that was trending on TikTok like last week or like I don't even remember when. But, yeah, there's a lot of yeah, stupid guys on TikTok. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about the guy who got like super butt hurt because it's like. Oh, you're playing. You're <laughs> people are such tryhards in games. You're like it just kills the fun out of playing games. But and that's the whole point, though. Like, <laughs> no, no. The thing is, it's really funny because it's like, oh, this guy isn't um, letting me enjoy my game. Like, I'm not playing to the best of my ability, and the, to the best of the ability for a lot of people is literally just dying, <laughs> like in the first like two or three rounds of those matches. It's 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 really stupid because I think it's. I, I think it's just somebody being butthurt. It's just a fucking scrub actually, lord, and it's hilarious to actually, me. The, and honestly, it's a lot segue, of fun. Even oh when God. you lose, it's fun. You know? That, that like, segue, that, that segues a little bit to, like, uh, I, I guess, like, um, a, a thing I remember we talked about, uh, like, a, a few months ago. I, I love this, um, what you sent me right now. Well, That's another okay. thing. Literally, <laughs> yes, uh, literally, yes, yes. literally anybody, any anything can instantly be put into a Fall Guys skin and the good thing is, like, unlike Fortnite, which, like, everything kind of looks like stock characters. Did you say Fortnite? Like, <laughs> Fortnite, yeah. Um, I heard Fork. <laughs> Fortnite, yeah. <laughs> unlike Fortnite's characters, like, you could put on, like, a Dick Cheney skin on a fucking Fall Guy, and it'll still look like a Fall Guy. It still looks like a stupid little chibi character with, like, three little conjoined uh, fingers and no mouth at all. And just, like, two giant cartoon lies. He's and that's just, awesome. He, he, it's just so simple and stupid. I love it. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Raul was referring to the Ra- Ra- referring to the tweet I sent him. Uh, it's basically the skins of the the two main characters of the Greasy Strangler, uh, Big Bra- honestly, Big Braden, and Big Ryan, <laughs> Big Ronnie. <laughs> I honestly can't believe somebody put out the time to make this. I'm really proud, <laughs> and I actually want uh, this to happen now. The thing yeah, is, American it's, Nerd guys, what's big, up? <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, hey, y'all, it's been a while, um, but. The thing with Big Ronnie, Big Ronnie wouldn't be wearing that. Big Ronnie would be naked. He'd be a yeah. naked fall guy. Or it'd be yeah. like a very, like, disgustingly yellow fall guy. Because he's, I, you know, I, he's a greasy strangler. You mentioning, um, you mentioning, like, uh, the, like, difficulty and, like, uh, like how people, like, play. Um, it, it reminds me of a conversation we had back when we were talking about, like, kind of, uh, remember when they wanted to push for a easy mode on Dark Souls? Or, like, Souls games in general? It was in Sekiro. It was in second. Yes, I it do. Was in second. Well, yeah. Around that, around that conversation, um, I think it's pretty interesting how like 
how like uh, the accessibility of this game is like bringing in just so many more people than just tryhards. Because really, like the way the game's made, anybody can like win. Like I, I don't think yeah. you really have to like necessarily be like great at the game, but like at, at a point, it just seems like like some of the runs I, I see, dude, it's just it's pure luck. I don't know how the fuck they do it. Like sometimes and they get no, hit by it, it's <laughs> so, pure. No, it's pu- it's either pure launched. luck. It's either pure luck or like straight up hacking. Because I've seen clips of people literally rising from the like into the sky and flying right into the crown. No, I, I and saw, people just losing their minds. <laughs> I saw a clip where like one of the one of the jelly beans like gets launched, like and the guy like freaking out, but he gets sent literally over to the <laughs> over like closer to the to the main goal. And I don't know. I just I don't know. I just think it's so. I think it's pretty cool that like there's just such like weird versatility when it comes to like battle royale because like at a point i kind of thought we were basically getting we basically have had everything you know but hey fucking we got wipeout you know yeah no thank god the, yeah. the thing is i don't care for fortnite and we'll talk about this a little bit later i hate them a lot and their business practices i don't really care for warzone i played a little bit of it but it's like oh yeah it's cod I'm now to, i remember why i'm not into cod I mean, <laughs> but then I'm, like with fall guys honest, like, you know, it's its own little thing I mean, to be honest, like something like Warzone is like, I don't know, like um, I spent like a good majority of like quarantine, not majority, but I spent like a good time in quarantine, like getting into like, you know, Call of Duty. Um, I'm kind of out of I'm, I'm out of that loop right now. But like definitely like a lot of people like consider like Warzone and just like, and, like Modern Warfare, like very much separate games because like just the mechanics are all different, you know. And I don't well, know, I personally, mean, like... the Gulag I, system always... is completely... Like, it's a meme at this point, but, like, that's a completely interesting system on its own. No, yeah, it's super cool. The fact cool. that it's you literally cool. have to fight your way back into the and, fucking spotlight. <laughs> and, like, the way, uh, the way they... Like, the way they code... Uh, the way they code the guns, uh, the guns have different st- uh, stats, you know, from multiplayer to, to Warzone. Like, it's... It's basically, like, it's, it literally is its own separate game. I mean, it's, it's released free, so you can play that. But I don't know, personally, like, when it comes to, like, you know, like, Battle Royales, like, yeah, I'm with you. I don't really, like, it's not that, I, I don't hate the genre. I think the genre is pretty fucking cool, in fact. But, like, I don't know, it's just harder for me to get into into that because, like, I feel like when it, when it comes to that, like, especially something like Fortnite, the time I, like, actually started playing Fortnite, and I only played Fortnite, like, two, three times, like, the skill gap was just so huge. Everybody became fucking master builders. And I'm just there, like, you know, a fucking dumbass running around, you know, uh, build, you know, like. It's- one thing I hate, one thing I really hate about just, like, the the, the way people play Fortnite, there, there was a tweet I remember here, um, reading, a, like, it's, like, the perfect summation of it. When you shoot a person in Fortnite, you don't actually shoot them. When you shoot a person in Fortnite, they don't actually die, they become a building. And I find that so rep- like it's it's extremely repetitive, especially with people who've been playing it for a while. But it's so annoying because you're just put at this disadvantage where it's like, oh yeah, of course I, I'm, I'm of course I'm stacked up with killers here. But this is also I also find the building aspect of it pretty stupid. You know, look, it's I like it's I, I could I I could understand people liking it. It's just for me, it's just not my thing. You know, I'm the person yeah. that likes fighting like 99 other people in China playing fucking Tetris online at four in the morning, you know, and I'm are the person playing? that likes playing as a fucking jelly bean. That's my type of thing. <laughs> are you implying that you're the you're the last uh, you're the last dish effort uh, America against China? Just sending. No, <laughs> no, no. I gave up a long time ago because I, I think I actually had an addiction to that game. It was actually I like I actually had a problem when that game launched because I would. I talked about this on the show, I think. I would literally have nights where I didn't sleep at all. And I'd be on my bathroom. I'd be in my bathroom just sitting there 
like because I'm just comfortable naked in the shower. But naked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just playing Tetris matches, and I never got one. That's the that's the thing. When you play a Tetris match, in comparison to Fall Guys, when you're playing Tetris 99, when you lose, you feel like shit. When I lose in Fall Guys, I feel like a little bit of shit, but I'm laughing my ass off with it too because it's funny. It's funny seeing these stupid little chippy characters fall into a puddle of like lava or or slime in this instance. You know, like I've been playing multiplayer with Zach and we've been playing a bunch of games together and that's so much fun because I literally hear him scream every time he loses and it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. Like, what, dude? <laughs> dude? That's so unfair. You... No, we we go through <laughs> We go through the seesaw levels. The seesaw one is the worst. I I I'd say it's the worst. Like if once you get the hang of it after a while, you know how to really go around it, but it's really <laughs> annoying because every time there there are instances where like I either die and can't make it through the next couple of matches or um, Zach dies and can't make it to the rest of the matches. And whenever that happens, I just he- I hear him scream. I see his character jump and leap. I taught him to jump and leap to the to the to the seesaws so that he could stay on top. And I just hear him go, no, and just fall into his death. And it's hilarious to me. Like last year or like two years ago, I like I went to Zach's house and he were, and we were just we were just there in his room. We were playing um, Shadow of the Colossus, <laughs> and like uh, we um, we were at a specific boss fight. I, I forgot which one, but I was like you know I was getting into it. You know I was like, trying to beat it for him. At the <laughs> very last bit, I, I die and all I hear is Zach no, <laughs> <laughs> just rage hard as fuck. <laughs> oh man, Zach is I mean, one of my favorite emotional people. Cause like his, his, <laughs> cause his screams are literally like they they're kind of like operatic, you know. Like it's very dram, it's very dramatic, but it's hilarious to fucking watch, and it's just it's so unique, you know. Are you no? It's just like cause the the thing. <laughs> I love you, Zach. The thing with yeah, Zach's we love like, you, buddy. Pitch, the thing with like <laughs> like the way Zach's. Okay, if you know Zach, he's been on the show. Yeah, um, he he has, yeah. Zach has a has kind of a monotone voice. He has kind of like a, like kind of a monotone voice, but when like he's the man's doing got range. Like, <laughs> when, but yeah, he does. But when he um. When he's fucking playing, dude, like his, whenever Zach is like telling a story or he's playing something, he's doing something like the pitch. Uh, I don't know if you see me on camera, but the pitch is like waving like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it just goes back and forth. I love it. Uh, it's love so you, Zach. Funny. Miss you. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a friend in high school who kind of kind of had the same voice type as Zach. He's 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 pretty monotone when he talks sometimes. What he goes hell, a little bit dude? like higher pitch. <laughs> yeah, like he got, he gets a little bit higher pitch whenever he talks. But there was this thing that he used to do a lot where and, and we used to sing together cuz we were in choir. He would he would do a legit like falcon screech. Like just like fucking ah! like just into the middle of the hallway and it's loud as hell and like he wouldn't even lose his voice. He would sound perfectly fine immediately afterwards. But it was that type of thing where, like, I think I got, like, a little bit of tinnitus afterwards. Like, you know when you listen to something for a second and then, like, you hear that ringing for a minute and I'm like, oh, wait, no. Yeah. Am I going to die? <laughs> it felt like that. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Uh, we, we're doing this episode or episodes a little bit differently today. We're not going to be talking about trailers because, honestly, there's a lot of shit to talk about this week. There's a lot of news that happened. And we're just going to be, we're basically going to be doing this in two parts. So what you're listening to right now is our regular episode, which is, uh, we're recording at 9.20, 9.20, 9.20, 9.20, 9.20, 9.20, 9.20, 9.20, 9.20, 9.20, 9.20, 9.20, 9.20, 9.20, 9.20, 9.20, 
in the evening at in August twenty third, twenty twenty. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was Labor Day. I'm I'm not gonna I'm lie. Stepping. I thought today was Labor Day. Like yeah, I don't know. but uh, we're just gonna be doing uh, a regular episode in this recording. So you know we're gonna be talking about news in a few minutes and then uh, go into our weeks. We'll get into and then afterwards. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have our own episode. Our own separate episode that will come in the week where we talk about um, fandom and recap what's been what happened there because holy shit, a lot of stuff happened there. Uh, yeah, to be yeah. On, yeah, to be honest, like <laughs> to be honest, I'm more excited about the fandom episode because there's obviously so much there. But oh no, okay, there, like we we'll talk about can't, it later. Can't ignore everything. Yeah, but we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it later. But that fucking Batman trailer, like I, I yeah, look, no, I'm, yeah. I would be hyped regardless because it is Batman. But because you're like, gonna stick fucking Nirvana the, in there, the, you're gonna yeah, exactly. do that to me. <laughs> Trail. I'll talk about it later, but trailers have oh one God, good dude. thing, one good, one important job that they really have to do, and put and it's putting the right music to convey what your movie is to uh, like tone wise and thematic, uh, them and like how 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 the movie is and enco- uh, how the movie is depends on what kind of mo- like trailer you put, what kind of song you put in your trailer, and that's a pretty perfect uh, yeah, song yeah. for that. <laughs> definitely but but we obviously don't want another suicide squad effect where i, I doubt it it's, i doubt that's the case with this one that's yeah, why yeah yeah 100 100 yeah 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 just but, as much as know, i doubt it with like the other suicide squad thing we t- like we saw this week but regardless let's get into news uh, yeah, uh this isn't dc related but it's a spider-man thing that happened out of nowhere <laughs> like, yeah no they really wanted to sprinkle in something you know trying try to get trying to get a little attention so, sony storm, sony you know? still wants a little bit of the spotlight even though they take it every week, but that's fine. Uh, Oliver, um, uh, Olivia, Oliver, Olivia Wilde and J.C. Sander are in talks to helm uh, res- different Spider-Man spinoffs. The rumor with Olivia Wilde is apparently that she's in talks of uh, to direct Spider-Woman, Jessica Drew's Spider-Woman, which is, yeah, kind of makes sense. And J.C. Sandor is in talks to direct w- w- Craven? Is that the one? Yeah. Um, I uh, Interesting. Yeah, no, uh, I <laughs> I really don't care for Olivia Wilde as a director. Um, she hasn't, like, Booksmart was okay, I guess. Um, I, I really uh, liked it. I, I thought it was Yeah, it, it was good. It, 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 was, it, it was a good movie. Um, I really do like Olivia like, Wilde, you know, a, 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 as an actress. I think she's really good. Um, I'm glad that she's actually, like, like, that she's actually trying to, like, set her career as a like, proper, like, filmmaker. Um, I think that's, you know, that's really ambitious for, like, any actors, especially someone as, as established as her. She hasn't really done anything for me that really screams out like a good Spider-Woman film. Like, it's not really something... Uh, well, I mean, she's only really done, something... like, one movie. So, like, and apparently yeah, she's, in, I mean... she's in post on her second film, which is, I think it's, like, it's like a drama or something. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, she, um, actually, hold on, I'll pull it up right now. But, like, I, but, but like, um... It's it, it's it, it's cool of Sony to 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 I guess like continue to 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 put in uh, to put into their own uh, Sony universe or whatever this ends up being. Isn't it like called the SPUMC or something like that? I don't know exactly. It's like but okay, yeah, that makes it's sense. SP, uh, I guess Sony Pictures Universe. Uh, oh, okay, Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel characters. That's what it was. Um, All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so obviously we've been hearing about like this kind of shit. You know, we've been hearing about Silver Sable for years, but that's not gonna happen. You know, Sinister Six. Obviously, that's another big one. Um, uh, that's exciting. Uh, JC Chander. That's weird too. Um, I dig. Really I dig l- it. I I I haven't seen that Triple Frontier movie, but I heard it was okay. 
But then again, I, this I, is the oh, guy who Triple made Triple Fortier was okay. Yeah. Yeah, but, I saw it. I saw it. Triple Fortier was okay. Um, All is Lost, I heard is fantastic. Yeah, no, I've seen All is Lost. That's a good movie. The thing is, I don't really necessarily think, you know, I could translate that into fucking uh, Craven the Hunter. You know, but then again, you know, what is it? What did he do also? Didn't he do uh, that most Oscar Isaac? Year. Most Violent Year, yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, not yeah. necessarily a violent film, but, you know, it's an interesting drama. I don't... The thing is, and I've always talked about this when it comes to, like, the Sony uh, Spider-Man characters that they own. Like, there's only a number of interesting characters you could actually make a full-fledged movie on. I think Olivia Wilde <laughs> and, like, Jessica Drew, that makes sense. That's cool. I don't know what kind of movie you could do with Craven the Hunter, except, like, I don't know, Craven's Last Hunt. But then again, you need a Spider-Man for that. <laughs> like an experienced Spider-Man. And like, what are I you going to, like, what, what is it? Just Predator w- with a fucking Australian guy? Or I don't even know where Craven's I, from. A Russian? I mean, um, I, I don't think, uh, like, it, see, like, I, Sony, we, we've heard, I, not really rumors, but there's definitely, like, people been, I guess, uh, dreaming of the idea of maybe there's going to be, like, a whole separate, uh, a whole separate Spider-Man for, uh, for Sony's universe, uh, I don't think that's the case because you know, uh, you know, the Tom Holland like uh, talks ended up okay. I guess uh, I don't think. I honestly still don't think that these care that these Sony characters are gonna. I, I I don't know what the what the what what the future plan is because Morbius leaves a lot of like weird questions. Oh you know, yeah, that's trailer. right. Yeah, like obviously Michael Keaton's in there, like you know, and that's obviously MCU Vulture. Um, and I I don't know how this will connect to to that if they end up if they end up you know doubling down whatever they're planning um i mean hey you know if you like these characters i guess you know craven's fucking awesome i fucking love craven yeah but um, what's a movie with craven just like without without spider-man you exactly know? Like, it, it, it makes no yeah. sense you know like i could see it work with venom i've seen good stories of ve- like good venom stories especially now with donny cates's run that are pretty good and they don't really need spider-man around you know but like with a guy who's literally just a dude that has a giant cheetah on his fucking chest and likes to shoot people with a gun and hunt them with a huge knife. Like, what are you doing? Crocodile Dundee, but with, like, Gerard Butler or something? Like, I, I don't understand. You know, Jessica maybe Drew like makes sense because, like, that's some interesting maybe, thing. Maybe like, a command, maybe, like, a Commando-type movie. Maybe, but, like, what the fuck is he that fighting? What, like, like, like <laughs> just I, I, a guy? Like, yeah. Riz obviously, Ahmed, like, this, like, <laughs> like obviously this would be like you know, uh, going like going into like his backstory. So like what actually made him Craven the Hunter? But um, then again, I could watch I, that for I, like I, five minutes in another Spider-Man movie, where they actually yeah, have sure. him as a villain. Yeah, sure, but you could say that for most of <laughs> most of comic comic book movies that are coming out now. You know, true. Um, it's just I, I'm just saying with Sony's part, it's not like they have a lot of leeway. Like, look at the movies they've been they doing. Don't. Aside from Venom, Venom, all of them are just Spider-Man. <laughs> like, it's all Spider-Man. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's 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 a cool... I mean, like, I would love to see Kraven on screen because I've been wanting Kraven for, for years. Kraven's fucking awesome, yeah, but, you know. And then, uh, honestly, there, there's more there's more you can do with the Spider-Man movie than there is with a Kraven movie, I yeah. think. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I like J.C. Sandor, but I think Olivia Wilde might, you know... I think she has more potential. I I, I find her to be a more yeah, interesting filmmaker than like, I'd say like Elizabeth Banks with her movies. I don't know if you saw that Charlie's Angels reboot, but uh, yeah, Elizabeth Banks. It's not. It's <laughs> it wasn't. Not it wasn't great. good. You know, she's a great actress. She's funny as shit. Okay, 
But I didn't like that. I, 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 that Charlie's Angels movie wasn't good. Pitch uh, Perfect was uh, was all right, though, I guess. It was... No, I think she directed two and three. She didn't do the first one. Two and three. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, fuck me. Never mind. <laughs> two is fine. Two is fine. There's some inter- There's some funny people in two. I, I don't think I... Yeah. Have I even seen three? It's weird how much I have an... I have a weird affinity with that franchise for some reason. I remember we watched it all as a group one day. Like in like post-middle school or some shit like that. No, I don't remember yeah, what it was. It I was watched it with Brendan in the theater. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I don't no, know um, why. It was, it, it was me, you. It was me, you, Brendan Ramses. Um, oh, and his we, sisters. Uh, yeah, it was his sisters, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. Like... I, I think I, I think we originally we wanted to watch some other movie, but oh that's right we wanted to watch Seven Psychopaths. That's oh what yeah, it was. remember that? Remember yeah. that? Yeah, Seven Psych Seven Psychopaths have came out, and then all of us were freaking the fuck out. We were like, "Yo, this shit looks this shit looks fucking bomb." I didn't know what happened that we didn't end up watching it. Then we were like, "Oh fuck this movie, we uh, Pitch Perfect," you know, boring as shit. And we ended up actually like not thinking it's bad. It's actually pretty good. The first one at least, you know. No, yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. I find rebel wilson to be pretty hot not gonna lie like that's that's nice. just me but uh I mean, hey you know it's not hot what the fuck netflix what the fuck did they do <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a weird transition but yeah <laughs> i know but hey it's just as weird as them doing whatever the fuck they did okay if you're not caught up with the if you're not caught up with the netflix drama uh basically uh they <laughs> they're releasing this film called cuties uh, I, I'm positive you've heard about this because this fucking blew up the internet. Yeah, Cuties is uh a film about a girl who joins a. Okay, here I, I got the synopsis here on Google, not on Netflix. Cuties Good. is a 2020 French coming of age comedy drama film written and directed by Mauna Docure. I can't, I can't pronounce that. In her feature directorial debut, the uh, the film stars you know uh these actresses. And it's basically about the plot revolves around a traditional uh, Muslim girl who is caught and torn between two contra- contrasting sides, traditional values and internet culture, while also discussing hypersexualization of pre-adolescent girls. Interesting. What? Okay. Um, All right. So for those of okay. you that don't know, <laughs> this wasn't exactly what people thought it would be. <laughs> like... When when they saw this was a movie that came out and like I think it debuted at Sundance and apparently it was getting some good praise and it 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 wasn't it was a, it's a French movie and it wasn't like it was trying to market anything sexual about these very very explicitly seen um, children but then you go into fucking Netflix where I don't even remember what their uh, tagline for this was but it was just as weird it was like a girl joins a twerk. No, it was weird. A twerking bad. crew, a or twerking, something like that. a yeah. twerk crew. Yeah, a twerk crew. I don't even know how to pronounce that. And 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 not only that, you and also like get the most really horrible. Yeah, you also get poster. really horrible um, Photoshop, like a Photoshop like poster of the girls posing in horribly sexually in sexual ways, and that and that specific poster was only the netflix poster the french poster it just shows the girls having fun you know they're all laughing they're all shopping together they're not even in the front of the can of the like of the picture they're all the way in the background just like yeah walking up a hill and 
and then you then you get fucking then you get fucking Netflix who makes a fucking who photoshops this weird fucking poster that makes it look like a fucking a weird magic mic ripoff. It's fucking disgusting. Like it, and like I I don't understand what I, Netflix has always had weird fucking marketing for their movies. Have you noticed that? Like not only just like the way they marketed you know outside, but also like in Netflix they always have the weirdest fucking like uh, synopsis on, on the app. Like oh, uh, I think he got based, the money. That, he got the drugs. Yeah, you know, no, I think da, that's da, da, based like, on on the algorithm because I know the weird thing about Netflix. Like, there there's a phrase that my teacher would say, but I think you know, like I don't know if it, they take it literally or actually no. They I think it might be uh, a a teacher uh, talked about this once in a lecture, and she uh, made the she brought up the phrase Netflix knows how long you, uh, it takes for you to be in the bathroom. Because they have, like, their, at this point, at least at this point in the game, they have their algorithm so down, like, so down packed on viewers, uh, on viewer data, where, like, you could tell how long it is, how long it takes for them to actually stop the movie and, like, show you, like, that little, like, uh, slideshow of other things that are available on Netflix. Right until like the point, like they 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 kind of have it like down packed until uh for as long as you're in the bathroom, you know, and like it, it's it's weird stuff like that where they you know also you know um I don't know why I'm like lost in thought today I'm really tired but their algorithm is super weird where they like obviously they pick hand pick the algorithm picks like titles that they think they are interesting for your needs but they are also they also put different types of previews and also different types of log lines for the for the things that they have on there, which is yeah, why they have yeah. stupid <laughs> shit like that. But the weird thing is like that that's not even part of it. Like it's just this is a movie where you you which makes it look like Netflix is trying to fucking market this to pedophiles and it's disgusting. And all they could fucking say was, "Oh, sorry, we changed it." And it's like that's not that's not the point. The point was that you did this in the first place. How many why? people did this go through? Like why? How many exactly? people did this? How who the fuck like, approved how, this? Especially like in this, especially in this time period, you know. And like we have like we have like a ton of conversation around pedophilia, especially you know how it's ingrained in a lot of aspects in Hollywood. And for fuck's sake, we're still talking literally... about Epstein, and he's been dead for over a year. Like, and uh, is he? Um, well, uh, yeah, we don't who know. knows? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but it, it's it, like it, it just it, it's just kind of it, it, it. It's a really fucking. Not only is it a fucking bad look, it's it's super fucking sus. Like, like I I don't I I don't understand. I think the director of the movie like she she disabled her Twitter or something like that. Um, after all the backlash, I don't know. I don't know who approved this. I assume it's the Netflix marketing team because obviously the French, the French marketing is not nearly as horribly ex- explicit as this is. But I, you're done fucked up, Netflix. Yeah, like, no, I, I don't get that. It's honest. It's I, super uncomfortable. I don't understand yeah, how no. the fuck that got approved and how people thought that this would be okay. Like just putting out a thing called cuties and like five or six little girls in super revealing uh, clothing fucking putting themselves in really like uncomfortable poses and look obviously the the thing is the thing that's wrong with this is that these are children and you're just marketing this as it's like as if it's okay that's the fucking problem you know it's fucking disgusting 
in a time where like yeah, he, you know like we still need to talk of like where child fucking trafficking is still a horrible issue you know and like pedophilia stuff is even more like worse than before you know and it's more in the news cycle. again like, ingrained into sake, hollywood <laughs> it, for fuck's sake why who it makes no sense for anybody to sit, think this is okay it's so stupid. uh the statement the state from the statement from Netflix, which was a tweet, uh, we're of deeply sorry for the inappropriate artwork that we use for uh, for cuties. It was not okay, nor was it representative of this French film, which won an award at Sundance. We've now updated the pictures and description. Um, I, I've heard a lot of I've heard a lot of people talking about you know how the the marketing is so fucking weird because it doesn't accurately reflect what's going on in the movie. Um, I I, I, don't I, even I really know don't what exactly. Yeah, I don't even know. I I don't understand how they it, it got to this. Yeah. <laughs> I I again, how many fucking people did this go through? I want to know. It's Netflix, one of the biggest companies in the world. You know, like, <laughs> it's fucking. Oh, I I don't get it. Like, I don't. I don't understand. Somebody somebody had to have been fired. At least I fucking hope no, so. I like, I want to know. No, I I want to know specifically whose idea it was. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, we they may I, like, be on a list. Like. <laughs> like, dude, fuck, like. Man. Oh my god, Jesus Christ. Uh, fucking, yeah, d- don't, like, I, I fucking, uh, shame on you, Netflix. Yeah, no, Sh- Shame on you, come really on. Bad. Ha- like, Fuck. like, be more, like, uh, like, read the room, you know? God, exactly. Read, read the room. <laughs> read the like, world, for fuck's sake. Yeah, it's not even, fucking... it's not even, a, like, a political issue. It's, like, straight up, this is disgusting. This is morals. This is, like, this is morals. No, like, no, yeah. but the thing is, every human being, or most of the, like, sane human beings can look at this and say, hey, what the fuck, that's not okay exploiting minors like that in a sexual way is not okay. Yeah, I, but then you hear yeah, that fucking uh, tung and they're like, "All right, no, I, I guess it I guess it wasn't." There's what a Raul stupid for president. fucking company. Like I, I, I guess not no. I I I, I, I god. You're saying more sensible you're saying more sensible shit than half of the fucking politicians in the world. So, well, that's, that's uh, you know, that's good. yeah, I know. It's that's that's a shame that <laughs> It's come to that. That's right. That's exactly what I'm saying. Read the fucking room. Like, you know, it's (laughs) how fucking stupid. We're living in a fucking South Park episode, dude. It it makes no sense. This whole year Literally has been a every South week, Park episode. Every fucking week, there. I you can't tell me this isn't the plot of a of a, like the season of next South. The, South Park's gonna do something on this, right? Oh yeah, they have I to. Ho- I hope 100%, so. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I hope so. Whether 100%. it's this or the stupid Fortnite shit that's happening. Look, I think they're they're gonna well, rip Netflix apart. <laughs> there, there's a term. There's a term that I want to describe this sort of stuff, but I will leave it for the Fortnite story because I think it's more appropriate. But yeah, Netflix, dumb, bad. Like what is it? It's like a cat with a like how you, like people treat a cat with like a fucking uh can a spray of water. You're just like bad, bad. Like yeah. Um, something that's probably not bad or not. Oh, maybe I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it's really Scott. It could go either way. Uh, Ridley Scott's making uh making a Gucci movie about uh the ex-wife of Mauricio Gucci. Um, which is Patricia Patri- Patricia Reggiani 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 and she is and she is being played by Lady Gaga which first of all that's perfect 100% yeah like, no that's, I, that's I've, I've always thought she was a really <laughs> at this point at least at this point in her career I think she's a better actress than she is a singer because I haven't really heard any good songs from her as of late but yeah I'm, yeah, I'm late, on board yeah, with this I can agree with that I like this um but yeah, the cast and not in only this that, is very interesting. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, not only that, the entire cast, uh, not, not confirmed yet, they're on talks, but uh, we're looking at a fucking stacked <laughs> uh, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Adam Driver, Jared Leto, Jack Huston, Hudson, and Reeve Carney. I think it's Jack Houston. But yeah, Houston. Sorry, I'm yeah. Uh, yeah, fucking dude. Uh, it's it, it seems cool. I mean, right now, uh, f- um, Scott really Scott's uh, he's finishing his uh, his movie, The Last Duel, with uh, with uh, Ben Affleck and and uh, Adam Driver and everything. Matt Damon um, too. Uh, Matt Damon. Matt um, Damon. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's cool. Uh, I I really. I I think like just the fashion industry history between the like, behind like Gucci and you know Versace and all that it's so fucking fascinating. The story behind this is really interesting because I didn't know that there was an actual guy named Gucci, but you know then yeah. again when you look at that brand it kind of makes sense. But I didn't know he was also assassinated just like Versace by yeah. uh by his wife. Uh, I I have the story here on Collider. Uh, yeah. there was after twelve years of marriage and two children. Gucci left Reggiani for another woman telling her, by telling her he was like going on a business trip and simply never returning home. Reggiani was diagnosed with a brain tumor in 1992, three years before hiring an assassin to shoot and kill Gucci on the steps of uh, his office. She was dubbed the Black Widow by the press and sentenced for to 29 years. Yeah, and uh, she's still, uh, is she still alive? She was eventually yes. released in 2016 after serving 18 years. All right. Wow. Yes. Well, look at that. That's interesting. I, I think yeah, this cast uh, is very fascinating. The thing is, oh yeah, they, the thing is with Ridley Scott movies, 100%. they have a fantastic cast. The movie is, you know, it's it's depends on how how much he cares. <laughs> I'd argue, I'd argue, the better the cast, the worse the movie is. <laughs> like what the counselor? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know people who defend that movie, and I don't understand it. I I don't. I hate that movie a lot. Yeah, and it's Cormac McCarthy. Um, how the fuck do you fuck up a Cormac McCarthy film? Well, no, a script um, made by, written by him. Uh, the the uh, the script is based off uh, the House of Gucci, a sensational story of murder, madness, glamour, and greed, which was written by Sarah Gay Forden. Um, right. And the scripts are written by uh, Roberto uh, Mussolini. <laughs> oh, it's Benito. Never mind. <laughs> it's Benito Mussolini. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, I mean, yeah, it, it sounds exciting. Uh, honestly, like, honestly, ben Jared Leto anywhere on, near a Gucci, Jared yeah. Leto anywhere near like a fashion industry film is like it's pretty fitting. You know? That makes sense. <laughs> no, it's very just like him with weird robots. Him with uh, fashion stuff is makes a lot of sense. Let me get the guy's name right because yeah. I felt bad. Roberto Bentivnia, 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 Roberto Bentivnia. I don't know why. Yeah. I, just think, I think Italian names. Oh, yeah. Who's that again? Mussolini. What the fuck? What I don't the know fuck? Why. I don't know why. What? Why? That's so it fucked just... up. <laughs> That's so uh, fucked My up. bad. My apologies. That was oh fucking... That was fucked up. God. Oh, fuck. All right. Yeah. It all sounded Italian. Uh, Pinocchio, go ahead. Yeah, just Pinocchio. Off. Cool. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, for, for those of you who already know, Pinocchio, there's a Pinocchio adaptation in the works at Netflix, coincidentally, uh, which is a stop motion effort directed by Guillermo yeah. del Toro. That's going to be yeah. interesting. Uh, and there's more people who have been lined up to the cast, including, which includes uh, David Bradley as Geppetto, which is 
interesting. Um, Tilda Dope, Swinton, yeah. Christoph Waltz, Finn Wolfhard, Kate Blanchett, John Turturro, Ron Perlman, fitting enough, uh, Tim Blake Nelson, and uh, Bern Gurman from... Um, he's the guy from Pacific Rim who's like Charlie Day's best friend or like his, part, his partner scientist that's mm-hmm. also from Dark Knight Rises. And leading it off is Ian McGregor playing cricket in this. So that's going to be interesting. Perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. Sounds like a very um, sounds like a very good cast. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's stacked. Uh, did you mention Tim Dignoson? You did, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, none, oh, of right, these, right, yeah. N- none of these except for... Um, uh, Except for Cricket and Geppetto have been... The, the rest of the cast members haven't had... Um, there's no character Names. attached to them at this moment. Yeah. It's just McGregor actually, Cricket this and is, Bradley Wow, Geppetto. this is... <laughs> this is actually the weirdest fucking coincidence. I, I don't... I'm pretty sure you didn't mean this, but... Set during the rise of fa- the rise of fascism in Mussolini's it's Italy, hey! Pinocchio. Pinocchio is a musical directed by Del Toro and Mark Gustafson, which who did he did Fantastic Mr. Fox with yeah. Wes Anderson, and the the score is by Alexandria uh, Desplat. A yeah. uh, story of love, disobedience as Pinocchio str- struggles to live up to his father's expectations. So yeah, fascism. Yeah, hey, it all goes around. Is it, Italy? Italy's not a fascist state anymore, right? What, what what are they now? No, <laughs> no, I know. I'm just trying to figure out what exactly are they because they're not. Are they a democracy or are they something else? Uh, I'm pretty sure they're. Uh... I don't know if I could say they're a democracy. That's why. I, that's why I'm questioning myself right now. I'm trying to figure out what is Italian uh, Italian right now. <laughs> let, me, let me search it up. <laughs> what is Italy now? What? Or no, is Italy a democracy uh i don't think it is oh no it is it's been a democratic republic since 1946 oh well hey good hey. good good for them power to the people power <laughs> to the people good thank god yeah that's good yeah fuck. we don't need more yeah, fuck we don't need Mussolini. more Mussolini's. <laughs> uh <laughs> can i get a, can i get a fuck Mussolini in the chat guys fuck, <laughs> yeah, Mussolini? fuck Mussolini in the chat <laughs> what um, it's like uh, what if in the case that we ever do uh twitch at some point fucking just have like fuck Mussolini pogs out there. I find <laughs> pogs really interesting. I find them really funny whenever I go to like a new streamer and see like which kind of things what is there a, are there. It, what? Aren't pogs like aren't pogs like uh like specific emojis for like yeah. streamers? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. It's like when you go to Moist uh when you go to Critical's uh Twitch page and it's like Moist Meter. Like that's a pog. That pops yeah. up on the side. Or like yeah, when, Wubby, um, Wubby has a few good ones. Yeah, like when Wubby has like a picture of his sister on the side, and you just see like spam <laughs> all over in the chat. Like that, that's just a pog there. Yeah, I find um, also there's we a, could have a fuck Mussolini one for whenever we do a Twitch page. <laughs> also, um, uh, in, in the in in, in the Pinocchio tweet uh, that Netflix uh, tweeted out, uh, there's a picture of Del Toro holding what looks like the the char- like the uh, physical doll of uh, of Pinocchio. Oh, that's and super cool. It looks. He looks really fucking weird and cool. I like it. Let me see. Um, oh yeah, I see it. Yeah, makes sense for a Del Toro thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Just interviewing him, and he's like, "This is my puppet." <laughs> <laughs> he pretty. He pretty. <laughs> it's like it's that TikTok. It's, like, it's, like, it's that TikTok of the guy uh, showing off his Lego Millennium Falcon, and the girl is just like standing there, just like nodding. But like not giving a shit about what he's saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, they 
Yeah, that yeah, guys, uh, guys or ladies, if they, if whoever you're, you're, you're with, they don't support your interests. They're not, they're not for you. You deserve yeah. better. If they can't support your, if, if if they can't support your your Lego your your Legos building, then you know what's the point of love at that point? Exactly. You know, exactly. It's, it's horrible. Uh, yeah. There's Criterion collections for November got announced. Fuck yes! Fuck yes! Yes! <laughs> Among them were uh, Moonstruck. Didn't know that the movie where Cher won an Oscar, starring uh, the the Morantz film with uh, yeah. Nicolas Cage. I've never seen it. I've always wanted to. Heard it's uh, great. That's on yeah. the watch list. Girlfriends, a film by Claudia. I can't even. I'm trying to. Oh, Wheel, Claudia Veal. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sounds like a German last name, but I can't tell. Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai, with Jim Jarmusch and Forrest Whitaker. I've seen pictures Dude, I've of been... this film for years. But I did not know I, that this was actually a Jarmusch film. Jim Jarmusch is a filmmaker that I really want to get into. I really want to get into him because he's so interesting. And he I heard Ghost Dog is just film. such a strange film. The score was made by... It was scored by RZA. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Nice. Yeah, I, fuck, dude, I fucking love RZA. Remember uh, Man with the Golden Fist? Or something like that? I love that Man movie. with the Iron Fist. I unironically love that movie. It's the most genre-ass thing I've seen in like, years. I still like dude, it. Rizzo, r- I dude, I fucking did, love Rizzo. I think he did other movies afterwards, but I heard they were trash. I'm sorry, what mm-hmm. are you saying? No, I just fucking... I, I just love Rizzo. He, he's such a... Yeah. He's, su- he's such a like a, a pure-hearted like cinephile. He fucking loves that shit. Yeah. Um, the Essential Fellini. Uh, I don't yeah. actually know what's included on here. Um, I be- it It's here eight films... Yeah, no, it's eight films, um, and, and they're centered around uh, Federico Fellini, who is uh, one of the... Oh, eight? He, he, it says here huh? there's... I'm looking at the Collider article. It says there's a 4K restoration of 11, of 11, of 11 theatrical features. Le- Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, With he's some, one of like, the, short films and television films he's made. My bad. Yeah, he's, a, he's an extremely, uh, he's an extremely influ- influential Italian uh, director. And he also he made films like uh, I don't know if you ever heard of it, Eight and a Half. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I I, yeah. I assume it was him. Yeah, I, I just couldn't. Eight and a Half, uh, La Dolce La Dolce Vida, um, uh, La Strada. Uh, yeah, he's he, he's a uh, he's very uh, he's very influential. Uh, I haven't seen any of his films, but um, this is definitely something that I, I I'd consider getting this. Uh, it looks really cool. Yeah, no, and, I've always uh, wanted to see Eight and a Half. I think it's on HBO Max now because a bunch of the movies, yes, uh, a I lot of movies too, from Criterion yeah. Collection are on HBO Max, which is very convenient. Thank God. I think because uh, they have a does an HBO Max or TCM? Does yeah, it have like uh, TCM. Yeah, they uh, well Warner Media owns TCM. Yeah, and so like yeah. yeah, basically TCM would take a bunch of their movies there. So like Seventh Seal, uh, Network stuff like that is on HBO Max because it's naturally on the TCM channel. I was trying to I watch. Gotta watch. There was something I had recorded the other day. Oh yeah, it's not on HBO Max, but I was trying to find it. They they air it like every two months or something like that. But I couldn't for some reason somebody deleted the recording off my Hulu. But the uh, The Apartment by Billy Wilder. I was trying to watch yes. that, and like there's no way I could actually watch it on streaming. Like I have to pay. I have I I think I have to pay for it on Amazon Prime or something like that. But it's not on like the TCM channel on HBO Max. It's not on Criterion Collection right now. And it's also just not. It, it was only on, showing on the channel, and I recorded it. And I don't know somebody. That's the one. It. That's the one with uh, with Jack Lemmon, right? Yeah. Well, a lot of them mm. are with Jack Lemmon. He was he yeah, directed yeah, yeah. some like it hot, and I think Seventh Year Itch is also. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's is right. also Jack Lemmon. 
I think. Yeah. Both of them are Marilyn Monroe movies, but those are movies I've been mm-hmm. wanting to check for a while. But for people who really, really give a shit about crime movies, The Irishman's getting a physical release November 24th. That's a big thing uh, coming from this. And, man, yeah. honestly, I, I really like the, co- um, the cover they picked for this. I was Beautiful. thinking they it's were perfect. going to do just the, just, uh, just the poster. The regular poster. I'm glad they did it before. I'm glad. I, I, I'm glad they I did love, it. Yeah, yeah, I love when when like Criterion's like they actually like go out and like find like you know proper good artwork. I I hate when they just you know copy and paste the poster. Like the Parasite a cover. It's beautiful. Parasite yeah. covers beautiful and like you know this Irishman one's great. Obviously, I can't even um, remember what was the Marriage Story one. Was that just? I think that was just them, right? It was just I, the regular I think, poster. I think I'm not sure. I can't even remember. But um, I mean I uh. I saw, uh, I've seen, like, uh, you know, people, like, talk about, like, how it's kind of weird how, like, Criterion is kind of just bringing a lot of more recent films. That, and I, I hear that criticism because it kind of does take the place of more, uh, of older, more less recognized films. Well, I've you know? heard, I've, I've heard um, a, a, another, another take on that discussion, which was, well, okay, there's the one that I've been thinking about for a while, which was, like, why doesn't Criterion put out more films, more animated films? Because there's a lot of them out yeah. there, especially internationally, that, you know, should deserve that treatment. And they haven't been, mm-hmm. you know, seen by a lot of people. Like, I think Angel's Egg would be the weirdest type of thing that you could put on Criterion. Mm-hmm. But the one, there was an article that the New York Times put out, like, a few days ago. And when you think about it, yeah, it's not even, it, it, it's it's completely true. And there's not, it's like, there's, there, um... There's only a few directors that they've actually, they've actually done this for. But like Criterion Collection doesn't have a lot of films by African Americans, like by African American filmmakers. They only have like Spike Lee movies. Like they have Bamboozled and Do the Right Thing, and there's probably something else that I'm missing. But like what they would show the the article had a graphic of like the full list of Criterion uh, Collection releases from like the past couple of years, and like all the movies that were made by Black people were like in like a corner and it was like four in a row and that's it which i think is something yeah, that no. needs to be addressed for sure because it's not only you know the thing is uh, yes the one of the biggest problems that everybody's known for you know forever in the hollywood industry or like in the film industry in general is that you know a lot of white men a lot, specifically white men uh direct a lot of movies you know much more than any other uh, ethnic group or race out there and I think with Criterion, they need to try to step up their game with that by putting in more diverse uh, filmmakers on there. But the thing is, like, yes, they have done that before, with obviously with Kurosawa, with Japanese filmmakers out there. But that's also something that, like, when that article came up, I, I didn't realize that until I, 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 you know, I read it. It's like, yeah, it's only, like, a few Spike Lee movies I remember, and I can't remember. I, I don't know what... There was another one that they put out, but I just can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I, I, like I don't, uh, yeah, obviously, I obviously don't have a problem with a Martin Scorsese film being a Criterion, but yeah, I feel like, why? especially I feel if it's like, one that's like locked on Netflix. Yeah, but but I I feel like, I I feel like this is something that like you know, uh, Criterion has always been the, it's always been the the company to put shed some more light into lesser known films that really had have their place in history, and that's definitely something that should change. Not saying that like Criterion should stop like stop getting stop getting like you know more more recent films or you know stop uh stop doing whatever they're doing, but I I feel like there needs I, I feel like there should be more inclusivity when it comes to the kinds of films they show because these films like they matter a lot you know yeah so and it's not like they're you know ignoring that but like that is something that is 
you know, a bit of a problem. Has to be worked think, on. Has to be I worked think, on. Yeah. I, I, I think people need to try to, I, and I don't know what the actual, I, I'm sure there's probably a larger company that owns Criterion, but I think there needs to be more like financial support to be put into that company. Because I think they could do, I think it would be of great benefit for them, you know, if they were able to rest, restore and put out more films each month, you know, onto, uh, onto physical releases. Then again, Janice you know, films. I have no idea. Janice, Janice films? films. Oh, yeah. of course, Janice films owns <laughs> Criterion Collection. That makes so much yeah. sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I think the, I think one of the issues there would probably be they have to put in more, more, uh, more money into it to see if they could try to crank out more films because that's just, because what is it? It's like five, six movies each month that get announced, like for yeah. physical releases. Yeah, there's definitely yeah, and there's definitely room to just break, just give more in- inclusivity in that, you know. Yeah, so, oh, shit, I'll, I'll I'll help. Like, I would like <laughs> to help out with Criterion. I'd like to. I, I need a job. Fuck. Yeah. Internship at Criterion be... sounds like a fucking dream. Yeah. No, my dream is to get into the Criterion closet. That's my dream. Oh god. Like genuinely. That, that's for me. That's my Disney fault. You know what I mean? Yeah, honestly. No, it really is. Yeah. You've seen yeah, you've seen the videos, yeah, like the Safety brothers going in or Michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love I'm it. I'm lucky, dude. I've always wanted to do that. Like cuz it, it, it there's so much and there's a lot of movies especially like in the last couple of years that have been discontinued too cuz uh what is it? Going back to white people for a second, but uh fucking The Third Man <laughs> is The Third Man got a Criterion release and I had no idea. I found that out like 4 years after the fact, but like it's super hard to find now. I went on Amazon mm-hmm. the other day and like there was one that was on sale for like 120 something dollars. It was a lot of fucking money. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I-, I ain't doing that. But yeah, um, they, they, they definitely need to step up their game with that. I'm excited though. That, yeah. I am excited for Irishman. And what's what's left from that earlier thing? They have to they have to put Monos on Criterion. And then. Oh, what, fuck. What, yes. Fuck. Yes. They promised dude. that and they were going. What what else? The Netflix movies, the two Netflix movies are the two big Netflix movies have already been transferred to Criterion with Irishman and Marriage Story, Parasite. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Memories of Murder. They got to put Memories of Murder. Yes, out there. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I've been waiting. Isn't that coming soon? Forever. No, no, they haven't even put out a release date for that yet. So I mm-hmm. assume that would. I hope it's it's for December. But let's hopefully see. that's yeah. Hopefully that's still that that's still in the in their thought process. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, this is a quick one because apparently it's. I mean, we're a little bit late on this, but hey, AMC theaters have reopened again. Excuse me. In their own special way. Yeah, there, um, there's none basically. open here because Florida, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, they're making some really interesting policy changes, and I think they already. I I think by this point they already let go of this already, but they were selling their tickets for like what fifteen cents. Um, yeah. That for opening day. Which is like um, the the thing that bothered me a, a lot about uh, when a lot about that when that news dropped was that people would not like when I would read the headlines on Twitter and um, on like a bunch of articles on Collider and and IGN and shit they would only mention that part but they wouldn't mention that it was only for one day like it was just another you know and arguably it's AMC they fucked up a lot recently but like you know they made it look like it was just another grand fuck up on on their part to just lose more money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it, like it went. I mean, it went okay for them. Uh, apparently, um, theaters were selling out everywhere. Yeah, uh, the I'm ones that were open, w- w- that were open. So, uh, it, hey, <laughs> uh, that's I guess good for them. But you know, everybody who, if you're going to the theater, uh, 
don't. Uh. Yeah, especially here. <laughs> there was it, what was it? Scott Derrickson literally just said, uh, literally put out that tweet yesterday, where it's like, "Hey, don't go to the movies. I know you want to see Tenet, but don't watch it right now. Don't. Yeah, just don't right now. You know? I feel, uh, fuck it. Ah, uh, fuck Nolan, 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 uh, <laughs> Nolan. Hey, Nolan. you know <laughs> if to, like the, if there's places out there that are a little bit safer and you know the 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 contagion the contagion rate's gone down you know i if you're safe why the fuck not you know not here not in the states but like in the uk or you know china's gotten back again i guess if you're missing and, if you're missing the theater experience honestly i couldn't recommend more go, going on google and finding your local drive-in that that's what that yeah that's like to me that's like one of the best options and like that seems like a pretty safe safe direction to take like movie theaters in general in the future bring back fucking drive-ins i mean there's been there's some that are in development here in miami in our area yeah uh yeah, specifically the thing night is owl. Just taking yeah night owl is doing a drive-in but the thing is it's just taking a while so you know sure. but obviously Shout like out to my boys in night owl. love you all yeah they're great uh yeah. i but hey that's fine i i'd rather wait you know and have a safe you know, fully fleshed out experience and a rushed one at the end of the day. So where that's, I'm that's not, where good. I'm not exposed. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to die watching Tenet. Yeah. Because, like, what a fucked up tombstone to have. <laughs> died watching Tenet. Yeah. He died watching Tenet. <laughs> and reviews came out for that too. Uh, apparently, it's fine. So yeah. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I saw one review. It's like a humorless, uh, a humorless film or something like that. By specific, uh, by a specific company or website. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Was it was it Ben Meckler by any chance? Maybe. Okay, um, no, because he's a, he's the guy on Twitter that makes the reviews that sound like every other review, but at the end he always puts like a really funny, weird uh, IndieWire like mention at the end. Oh yeah, IndieWire. Okay, no, that they, makes sense. IndieWire is yeah, they posted a. Yeah, they posted a, a one point five out of five star Ooh. review. For Tenet, and the headline is Tenet Review. Christopher Nolan's long-anticipated time caper is a humorless disappointment. I didn't know Christopher Nolan movies were ever com- comedies, but you know, whatever. Um, was that that uh, Ehrlich it, guy? Uh, here, I'll tell you the author. Uh, it's Mike McKell. Okay, never mind. No. Mike McKell. Yeah. Because there's a guy on IndieWire. I think his name is Ehrlich. His last name is Ehrlich. That always has, like... Dan Ehrlich? Like, really, really... I think it's, like, David Ehrlich or something like that. He always has really... Um, uh, popular reviews to say the least like yes i get like a lot of um, attention because people would just make a fucking huge twitter um like outburst about it but i whatever. think uh i think um david ayer called him out once on twitter uh because well, like Zack snyder uh, called <laughs> called that other guy out fucking what was it scott here, yeah yeah we'll talk about that that's hilarious um little, it's hilarious I, but it's like but Zack snyder come on man we're like yeah come on yeah man. no that's like, the thing that's... it's that classic Zack snyder thing where it's like Oh, cool! My movie's glad, for big boys. Glad, yeah, this movie's for big boys, <laughs> for for grown ups. Um, oh man. Okay, yeah, David David er, David Ehrlich. My bad. Um, oh, yeah, it. he he tweeted out back in 2019 that feeling when a movie studio when a movie studio makes a splashy, exciting announcement about a sequel to some dumb piece of shit that literally every sane person on earth hated with a passion when it came out like 10 minutes ago, <laughs> and then. And then David Ayer was like, David, that's really mean-spirited. I understand the nature of your job and, then, and the necessity to grab eyes, but a lot of people dedicated their blood, sweat, and tears and came together to make the original. To make the original, It's incredibly painful to have two years of my love attacked in such a way. And then David Ehrlich 
fucking backpedaled hard as fuck like 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 Ryan Gosling just and like, Drive LOL? and he's <laughs> like yeah he's like I was trying to express frustration with the endless franchise hype parade that continues uh, unabated reg- regardless of previous results wh- whatever they are often at the expense of focusing on films that need more attention apologies that it came off as more of a personal attack <laughs> it's just a prank <laughs> it's just a prank bro <laughs> yeah yeah I I look I, I don't really like I, I get it and I, I get where Ayer's coming from, but I think it's really annoying for somebody to go... Like, if you don't like a movie, you don't like a movie. And you have the right to put your opinion out there. You know? Yeah, That's, no, I... I hey. Like, I, the thing is, I don't... I think it's kind of wrong for people to just attack other people's just for their... Just for their opinion, you know? But then again, sure. like, I, I can understand the pressure of somebody having to react and backpedal on that when, like, the actual director of a movie, like... Out of nowhere, it could have been anybody, but the director of the movie that you're explicitly referencing to comes out and talks to you, and like addresses yeah, that shit it, to you. I mean, like it's it's it, weird. It, I I don't. It's I don't just the thing it, is, though. like, it, it's I. It's not. Everyone is obviously entitled to to their own opinion, especially when it comes to something as subjective as cinema. But yeah. I, a lot of people do lose, and I've been, I, I've been, you know, I, I've been guilty of this too. You kind of forget that people make this movie. The, pe- the, the people out there, like, they care. Like, I, yeah. yeah, say what you want about Suicide Squad. You could tell the fucking makeup department gave a fuck. You could tell, like, you know, the marketing. You could tell like, people you know, worked. Wanted, oh they, yeah, the they, marketing definitely did their best. In that they, movie. they tried, you know, and like, and it's and like, yeah, David Ayer, like, you know, to me, he didn't make a great movie, but there's still aspects of it that are very admirable. And as a person who wants to work in this industry, I look at, I look at something, I look, I look at films that get a lot of hate and I, you know, try and find like what's good about him, you know, because there, you know, there's, there's some good cinematography, you know, good choreography on action. Like there's good makeup. Like, there's, yeah, there's, like there's, not there's, everything is like a hundred percent bad, you know? Yeah. And like, then when you say something, that I think is something completely trash. Like, so, you know, there's still something interesting about it that somebody see, look, would like out there, you know? See, look, one thing is calling the film bad, and another thing is calling a sequel to a dumb piece of shit that literally every same person on Earth hated with a passion when it came out like 10 minutes ago. See, okay, no, like, that, so that's the thing. It's like that <laughs> leafy extreme, right? Where, like, yeah, yeah it, it's very much it, it's very much out there, and, it, you know, you could understand why, you know, this sort of shit happened to him. But at the end of the day... You know, like, there are a bunch of people out there who just, like, put in... It's like the Jason Schreier shit we were talking about a few weeks ago. Where it's like, you just put in one tweet. Oh, video games are hard. Or video games are annoying. Or something like that. And then, like, it doesn't make sense for Troy Baker to put out a fucking amendment <laughs> as a retweet. Yeah, To no. your fucking thing, you know? Like, I, 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 I think, say... you know, like, everybody's entitled to their opinion. But obviously, when See, it comes to, like, extre- extremes like that, uh, you know, it makes sense for people to act yeah, like I, that. I, it's just a little bit I personally it's, like, in the middle. Like, specifically with this situation, I personally don't think David Ayer, like, I don't think David Ayer wanted to be like, hey, look at this dude, toxic, you know, cancel this guy. I feel like he genuinely just, you know, it's a film he worked on, and it's a film where he hired a lot of people that he believes in, and they're, you know, stars, and, and you know, not not necessarily, like, movie stars, like, like you know, like, actors, but they're stars in the industry, in filmmaking, you know. Are you, you know. are you saying that Jai Courtney is not a star, sir? Hey, Jack Courtney is the star. He's all right? a god. Jack Courtney is the star, but He's a god. you know, you I definitely him. like. <laughs> yeah, when I see just something so like horribly negative, like hey, I fucking hate the Rise of Skywalker, but I'm not gonna fucking you know, I'm not gonna go out and call people just fucking you know dumbasses that are you know brainwashed by by Disney who like it. You know, it's a like, waste of time. 
That's the thing. I, yeah. I find that like annoying because it's like you could be doing At so point, many other things on your phone while you're shitting in a toilet. You know, like it, spending like uh, like three and a half hours arguing with somebody about a fucking movie on a site is just annoying. You know, yeah, like that's it, just like, a waste. Yeah, film criticism. It, it's like it's like also kind of like like my problem in general with like something like CinemaSins, where like there's a point where criticism isn't criticism and it's just personally attacking. Yeah, and it's like. At a point, like, maybe David Ehrlich's, like, wasn't intentionally, like, trying to, like, attack people working on the film. It's very mean-spirited, though, I, I guess. We went on a tangent with that. But, yeah, the Zack Snyder thing. That's hilarious. That's so yeah, fucking we'll, funny. Yeah, we'll definitely get into that later. That's... Yeah, that... The, yeah, oh, yeah. Man. That That's another one where I'm kind... Where I'm definitely... I don't think I'm on Snyder's side here, but... Oh, know, no, whatever. I'm not. Uh, I think it's the most edgelord yeah. shit. The thing is, yeah. when, I saw that Snyder, when I saw that Snyder cut trailer, I was like, oh, wow. I'm excited again for this. This looks great. And then I saw the tweet and I'm like, oh, wait, now I know what I'm going in for too. Like, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I forgot the man and the product for a minute. We forgot. We forgot. We forgot the man that says Batman kills, Superman kills. Get over it. No, not that. <laughs> fucking. What was it? Open your eyes, you fucking sheep. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Dude, that's okay. crazy. Anyway. That, that, yeah, that, that movement's a cult. Hey, uh, AMC, the channel is doing something really interesting for their lineup in the future they greenlit a primetime animated drama called pantheon it's from the people behind uh turn and nikita oh and terra nova you remember that show the the stargate <laughs> dinosaur show on, on fox yeah uh, was it fox been, it always seemed like a sci-fi show to me <laughs> yeah no it, it was on fox i remember <laughs> i always remember that uh that stupid um parody on that south park episode Coming soon, the Holy NBC, fuck. Fox, CW. Who gives a shit? It's Dude, dinosaurs Na- and time travel. Dude, Scott Lang and Naomi Scott were in that. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> huh. Oh, That's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this, the this, Pantheon thing, it's, uh, they, it's they did a two-season order. Yeah, two-season order. It's based off a collection of short stories um, to, uh, consisting of... It got picked up for two seasons, uh, consisting of eight one-hour episodes each. So, the cast has already been announced for this, actually, and this is consisted of Daniel Day Kim, Katie Chung, Paul Dano, Rosemary DeWitt, hey, Eckhart, my boy, Taylor, Shitting, uh, Taylor Schilling, Ron. Oh, Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. Oh, shit. Ron Livingston, Chris. Diamantopolo, the guy from uh, Crystalia. No, the, yeah, Crystalia. Uh, the dude from <laughs> the dude from Silicon Valley. Oh God, do you remember the rich guy from Silicon Valley? This guy fucks from Silicon Valley. This guy fucks. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, Raza Jeffrey and Scoop McNary and Kevin Durand. Oh shit, Kevin Durand. Hey, the boy. Good. I fucking love Kevin Durant. <laughs> the thing is, um, I was the only person in the world that watched The Strain on FX, but he was so good in that show, and he was also in Swamp Thing as the Florida you're the, man. You're the. I, I genuinely like. I've only met another person who's like really got into The Strain like you did. Who? Cool. Just no, a friend, a film friend, film oh, friend. Okay. Like we we're talking about like just Fox. We we're just talking about Fox series in general. Well, FX series in general, and like the strands. Like it's so weird because it's so niche. The strain that the strain. that. Uh, sorry, sorry, not, uh, the strain. Uh, it's it's such a niche. Uh, it's such a niche fan base, and like they're super passionate about it. I know you love it. It's, it. It wasn't bad. That's the thing. I I would go on and off with it because I was like, I would watch. I watched the whole the first the the complete first season when it was airing, uh, as it went on. 
But then, like, I watched a couple episodes of season two, and then I dropped off. And then I went back for some reason out of out of nowhere, and I suddenly got into it a lot more. It's very much, you know, it's very much a show where, like, you could tell Guillermo's influence was there for a minute, and then, like, he kind of just, like, left the project to do other stuff. But it had some interesting like characters. A day, like it took, the, some, it took well, some interesting turns, too, for a show that I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. And it was also one of those funny things where it's like, oh, yeah, we gave, we started off the show giving Corey Stoll a wig because... You know the guy in the books actually has a full head of hair, but then like you halfway, it, right? into, yeah, no, but yeah, halfway into season three, they're like, oh, we gotta, we gotta go somewhere. We can't, we gotta be it's in a disguise. Wig. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna shave my head. <laughs> and it's just like, oh yeah, let's give, let's finally justify the fact that like we could just have a bald man like Corey Stoll uh, lead the cast, which is perfect. You know, I feel like it must be really annoying to wear a fucking wig if you like. If you if you want to stay bald like in as your uh, in your career, just to have that wig on for like two and a half seasons, I feel like that yeah, would must be annoying. annoying. Yeah, but yeah, um, AMC doing this is really interesting. I think it's, I I, I think it's definitely pro- uh, because of I think it's definitely a result of COVID, and probably you know they don't have the finances or resources right now to actually jumpstart or at least you know a few months ago when they made the decision to actually jumpstart. You know, some new dramas that they wanted to pick up for the next year. I think this is good for them because, you know, animation, that's something that could ease. Like, it's not easy, obviously, but it's something that could be done remotely. It's something that could be done, you know, safely during this time. And, you know, and I'd I'd argue it's a more fascinating medium than live action because you could do a lot more interesting stuff to convey your point. Hey, listen, you. Yeah. Hey, listen, you fucks. Hey, listen, you fucks. If you're looking for good fucking animators, go on fucking YouTube because there's so many fucking beautifully amazing animators out there that get Ooh. fucked over over YouTube ad revenue and they just don't get paid for the amazing work they do. So why I, don't you go out there and like start <laughs> start start looking for some good start looking money. for some great animators. <laughs> yes, give them money. Support them. Yeah. Those are the, those are the people who are who will literally lead you into into greatness. Um, I I'm sending you something on the Discord right now. It was a fan made uh, Akira tribute that I saw last night because uh, it just popped up in my YouTube recommendations. It's called Awaken Akira. It's like a minute long, but holy shit, it's oh beautiful. Shit. <laughs> yeah, hang on. It's um, I'm sending it to you on Discord now. But yeah, I'm I'm excited yeah. for this. I haven't the only AMC show that I watch is Better Call Saul, and I wanted to watch Lodge Forty Nine, but that got canceled. <laughs> but I heard that was really good. But um, I think the last, I'll the last, the last, out. you know, the, um, I, the last AMC showed, I mean, I, I caught up with, well, I, I was keeping up with, was, was Preacher. And that was a while ago. A long oh time yeah. Ago. And I finished Preacher. Yeah. Uh, Preacher's, um, Preacher's interesting, dude, looking back. Cause that's a show that like, they definitely didn't have the time to continue on past three seasons. So they tried to like squish in as much stuff as possible. It's very I love different. the first season of Preacher. First, I love season, it. First season of Preacher is pretty good. I'd say season two is kind of... Oh, no. Or is it... I think it's four seasons that Preacher went on for. But yeah, I think it's four. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I think season two is my favorite, to be honest. Because that's where it starts to get more faithful and more... Wa- like, just wackier with characters. Mm-hmm. And, like, her star shows up. And, you know, they, they finally start doing the road trip. But I... I I, I like it, but you could definitely tell there's a point where like they kind of just go off the rails and they leave, and it's kind of weird. But whatever, that's just yeah. the way it is. Uh, um, this is wh- why this you is... send uh, 
What? Yeah, yeah I, I was gonna no, no, no yeah, why you said that I was gonna I was gonna go into the the whole Comedy Central debacle because that's really fucking that's it is insane. Yeah, okay. Um, funny enough, I did not expect us to actually follow up on a story like this after we were talking about the whole Adult Swim shit and Ren and Snippy last week. But yeah, mm-hmm. holy holy hell, Comedy Central is definitely going to an, for a new angle uh, this time around. Why don't you leave it? Yeah, off? basically. Yeah, basically. If you haven't heard, uh, Comedy Central canceled Tosh.0 and Drunk History, arguably the two of the most popular shows that's ever aired on the network. I and think Tosh.0 was the longest running show. Uh, yeah. It was, I, it yeah. Was, the um, weird thing is it was picked up for like three additional seasons, but I guess they did some, I guess they gave uh, Tosh, uh, Daniel Tosh like a huge amount of money to like opt out of the out. contract. Yeah, and they're shopping yeah, it to other networks currently from what I've seen. Um, yeah, uh, uh, apparently, it, Drunk History is going to end uh, immediately. Uh, it, it was yeah. it, it was picked up for a seventh season, but they're not going to continue it. And Tosh.0's Tosh. 12th season will still be airing on Comedy Central this fall. But after a, after that, uh, it's completely cut off from Comedy Central. Um, and it seems like they're going more for the adult animation route. Uh, like we were mentioning before, like kind of like the Adult Swim uh, area of, of of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, which th- there's a lot of potential in that, obviously, because uh, again, like we were talking about, animation is such a is such a crazy medium. You know, you can do so much with it, and I think adult animation has been getting better and better as the years go by. You know, it's not just Family Guy and The Simpsons anymore. You know, um, I just think it's a little bit risky for them to just go all oh yeah 100 percent, definitely chop yeah. off all the because it's not just these two I'm, I'm picking up another thing this is uh tangent uh tangential to the thing because it's viacom but showtime canceled the penny dreadful uh sequel series after just that's one season. crazy yeah yeah yes, oh, yes, no, yes, just, yes. just to just to make people more pissed off about that <laughs> like because people love that show so, uh, uh our boy saul fucking adores penny dreadful I've been wanting to check it out for a while, and I love me some. Uh, I love me some Emma Vend- Eva Mendes too. So, <laughs> yeah, Tosh.0, Yeah, it's twelfth and final season. It's coming back September fifteenth. Uh, I'm I'm seeing what they were looking for here. So currently, it's not just Tosh and Drunk History that are uh, canceled. Uh, their other show, uh, most of, it's basically most of their live action output. So corporate. I meant Eva Green, canceled. by the way. Sorry, not Eva Mendes. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, no, Eva Green. <laughs> I I I I, yeah. I I don't think I caught that on my side. Uh, corporate yeah. got canceled. The other side mm-hmm. got picked up to uh, HBO Max south, uh, alongside with Southside, and Alternatino moved to Quibi. And the only live action shows that they kept was technically Crank Yankers, which is just you know it's puppets, but like hey, it's it's real puppets. Uh, uh, Nora from Queens, the Aquafina show, yeah. and the Daily Show because it's the Daily Show. Uh, Daniel Tosh put out a statement saying, I look forward to doing an animated reboot of my show on NPV in like 25 <laughs> years, which like kind of re- it really makes sense given the direction they're going with here. Cause it's cause in the future, we're going to get more Beavis and Butthead more Ren and Stimpy and a Dario uh, spinoff called Jody as part of their new uh, animation lineup on Comedy Central. Damn, yeah, that's so, crazy. A four- canceled after a four season renewal. Yeah, no, it, it, that sucks. That must fucking suck, yeah. honestly. But it must be a, he must be getting a lot of money. Shout out to Tosh, man. I love that show. I I didn't catch up. I left. I I dropped off on it like a bunch of other people over the years. Going into high school, going into high school. That's where kind of we grew up with Tosh. Point now, this yeah, Tosh no, was, was a huge part of us show. of our 
are, are growing up like Tosh.0 Keen Peel like like that speci- like very specific era of uh, of Comedy Central that was that was huge for for me and Raul like growing up and like seeing something like you know Tosh.0 like ending I'll probably catch the last season to be honest just for yeah, same pure here. like no. nostalgia and and yeah. and I checked up and I checked out some of his recent episodes when they were doing like a marathon a few weeks ago on Comedy Central. Is it still it's good? It's not bad. Like it's still the same. It's still the same type of uh, direction that he's always taken it. It's interesting because what was it like? I remember I remember looking back on that show and he was the type of he was the type of host that wasn't like a total dick to like the weird uh, people that he would interview. Super ironic. Weekly, Super yeah. ironic. Super but ironic, but like <laughs> when the, no, but the thing is, like when he talked to, do you remember? You ever seen that episode of the guy who turned into a lizard? The guy who put like like reconstructive yes. surgery and shit like yes. that. He, he 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 like it's fu- it's a funny interview, but like he's not demeaning him or anything. He's not like treating him like shit. He's actually sitting down like you know and being like playful with the guy for like the skits. But he's actually like, wh- wh- at least he comes off in that interview as like a very. Um, attentive and like respectful guy towards the dude because like his story the the lizard guy's story is super sad because like he loses his son and stuff like that like his family is super um disconnected with him it's it's interesting he he always had a really interesting uh personality with other people yeah. and like as a stand-up because his stand-up's very funny too i always used to love daniel tosh in general he's hilarious like i i've always found daniel tosh really funny he has a very specific humor very juvenile uh (laughs) it's juvenile but very smart as well yeah um it's it's very it's very sexual too (laughs) i remember (laughs) yeah dude he always has his cock out (laughs) dude you know daniel tosh fucks like a like like a machine (laughs) probably from what i've heard Uh, he's actually he doesn't give a lot of interviews and he's very um Apparently, he has like a lot of um, social anxiety, which is why there's not a hey, lot of I, stuff out there with him. I believe that, dude. I believe that 100%. And I feel like Daniel Tosh has made so much fucking money off Tosh.0 that he really doesn't need to do an interview ever again. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Because <laughs> it, it went it, on for so long, dude. Yeah. And, and honestly, it's not even just that, but like, it, well, it was kind of like an automatic thing with him. I always liked him um, w- with all of that, but I also liked him a little bit more because he's also a Florida guy. Like he went to UCF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a, yeah. That's a school. That's fucking awesome. I used to love that when he he would bring that here in up. here in America here in American nerd. We support our fellow Floridians as as crazy as you are. As long we'll as you're hire not doing you, any, Daniel anything. Tosh. You could do our show. You could do your show. Here. <laughs> hire us. Hire us. <laughs> hire us, please. <laughs> we'll do a Tosh point podcast. We'll rebrand. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Dude, that that fucking <laughs> <laughs> there there was that joke he made. I don't remember what it was uh, in context to. But he says something along the lines of, I went to Orlando for college. My writer goes to Harvard. Guess who tells who what the fuck to do? <laughs> Dude, that's... Oh, my God. I, I think I think that one line single-handedly changed my perspective on the world. That, that was really perfect. changed my perspective on the world. It was perfect, man. He was so fucking funny. Oh, man. We love you, Tosh. We love, we you, love Tosh. you, Tosh. That's the title for this episode. This one's for you, Tosh. We we love you, Tosh. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Brickleberry? Uh, oh yeah, I used to like that show too. That was a weird yeah. one. Twenty twelve. Wow. Twenty twelve. That makes sense. Yeah, dude. That was a long time. Yeah. Yeah, we were like yeah we were like thirteen. Damn. Damn. Okay. So we were like 13, 14, Yeah. Next thing on the docket. Let's. There's a lot to unpack in this, but it's the stupidest fucking thing in the in the last couple of weeks that I've been reading, and it's just. 
it gets more and more embarrassing the more like the more new stuff comes out of it. So, for those of you that don't know, we're getting into video game news for a second here. Uh, Fortnite got banned from well, no, which is straight up removed, removed from the App Store yeah, yeah. and Google Play Store after explicitly a violating uh, one of their laws on the App Store where uh, they put. They, they put another currency option that was actually cheaper than the one that they would put in the app store for players to buy, um, to give their money directly to Epic instead of to the app store and have a 70 30 percentage um, given, uh, taken from, uh, taken to both Apple and, and Epic in this case. Since, and and be, since then, they filed, or no, they proposed, because they haven't actually filed it yet. They announced that they were uh, suing Apple and Google for uh, for this as a, on claims of monopolization in the industry, all culminating with this disgusting fucking and embarrassing video of the 1984 Apple Macintosh uh, commercial parody where it has a girl running with the unicorn hammer throwing it at the apple uh at the apple screen and <laughs> the, the 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 hashtag free fortnite pops up on screen to liberate players arguably little baby children to rise up against the fucking uh giant tech industries to have <laughs> fortnite be a monopoly as well cuz fucking hashtag, okay so uh... Hashtag free. Hashtag Fortnite. vote for Joe. Vote for yeah. Joe. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so okay, here's the problem that I have with this. Um, th- look, I, I think Apple taking a thirty percent take in this. It's an industry standard. It's o- it's always been a traditional standard for companies to take. You know, if you're using a service, they o- they usually have a seventy thirty percent revenue. In the case of the App Store, that's always been the case. But mm-hmm. since Apple has gone this big, has gotten this big, since Google has gotten this big, I can understand the need to lower that, you know, or put to, yeah, no, to change that. Yeah, by lowering it because, you know, and this is something that doesn't really get um, talked about during this whole dis- discussion. Uh, you know, a lot of indie developers, you know, would really benefit from having more revenue come to them. You know, and the yeah, seventy thirty percent a- model is you know definitely a disadvantage for uh, to them, and it's it's just chump change for something like Apple and Google. But the thing yeah, is, yeah, ironically, the- no, I, I was gonna say like ironically, what? this is very similar to the whole situation that happened with Epic stores and uh, with a uh, Epic Game Store and Steam. Uh, yeah, just yeah, you know, especially with but indie the- creators, like it's just harder for them to just get a, a proper like gain a proper profit because of like the policy, the policies of these stores. And to this day, you know, Epic's policy, the Epic Game Store's policy with uh, with sharing revenue with indie creators is perfect. You know, it's 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 it's, per- it's literally perfect for developers. Which is, but the but the thing that I have a problem with this is, it's it's fucking Epic Games that are yeah. proposing this. It's the company that already has a shit ton of money, billions and billions of dollars, just on this one game, one just on game. Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and is already trying to hold exclusivity deals within the fucking pc industry you know yeah uh, they're they're trying they're trying their best to like they're, they're trying to become like a juggernaut like blizzard <laughs> in their own way but uh, the, the the thing is like 
that's where that's where this th- that's where I I kind of like I think all sides of this are stupid from a PR perspective and from like a consumer perspective. I coined the phrase uh, uh, "smooth brain capitalism" on this. Love it because smooth brain's my favorite. One of my <laughs> favorite. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite just just terms descriptions, man. It just but, you fucking like, it, smooth brain. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it, look, hilarious, I, dude. <laughs> but the thing is, I why I I say it's smooth brain capitalism because, <laughs> like, they know that look these things that these intentions from a certain they are technically good, but the thing is, they want you to champion the exact same companies that are not actually going to support indie creators. They're basically going to support themselves by making yeah. more money, you know. Like whether Epic wins, if if in the case Epic actually takes us to trial and they win, that just means that Epic gets more money. They don't give a fuck about indie creators. They only give a fuck about this stupid game that is just it's already a pain in the ass to like to to talk about because I don't like it, you know. But I have to acknowledge the fact that it is arguably the most popular game in the world right now, and it might continue to be for years to come. Is it still? I mean, yeah. If you don't count League, I guess. You know, or if you put League in the same pedestal, I don't fucking know. How are the but, how are the statistics compared to like something like Warzone? Well, I mean, in a battle royale, I I would assume, I would assume it's not you know a huge difference. But the thing is, like, I I I'm under the assumption that Fortnite would be higher because that's I, it's arguably the more popular one. It's the one that kids get into. That's the thing you're talking about. Child, like actual little baby children who who play fucking Fortnite, you know. And and that's that's already a big advantage compared to something like Warzone. Yeah, I don't go fuck. Stop playing Fortnite. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I I I hate Fortnite. I hate Apple. I hate Google. They they are all they are all basically monopolies when it comes to this these practices. So yeah, you know, supporting any of them is basically saying it is it, is basically bad. You know, I would want them all personally to just stop this or just you know, die just exist <laughs> yeah or die <laughs> that would be sweet we don't want them, we don't want we don't want anyone to die no no we don't want anyone, no, anyone no. to die obviously joke, not yeah, we're joke. talking yeah. about companies <laughs> companies aren't people but uh you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it, it it's just it's so it i don't understand how anybody could support either of the, either one of these sides you know i get where epic's coming from but this is literally the company that is gaining billions and billions of dollars off of a game where you have harley quinn and and like christian bale's batman alongside a fucking furry pineapple and a 10 minute preview of tenant and a 10 minute preview of tenant alongside hashtag free fortnite alongside uh very specific lore that's very that very much is needed in the context of a certain film <laughs> that's the worst you know the that's, that really was the fucking worst <laughs> like how you literally give like your na- like part of your narrative away as a marketing tool for the game that like is such a fucking meme it oh God, sounds like disney it. sounds like disney in a nutshell but you know it's like if fall guys like like this is how ridiculous it's not it's like if what's a movie that's coming out soon like uh let's say within the events of the next what yeah let's say like if the batman like was coming out in a few months and they were doing a promotional <laughs> thing with the batman <laughs> don't get me <laughs> yeah, excited no, I, there buddy <laughs> I, I already have chills but like 
say the Batman's coming out in a f- couple of months and Fortnite decides to do a cross, like they decide to do a crossover event. With oh my Fortnite. god! Oh my god! Oh, wait, stop talking! I already have a fucking migraine. I can't even think about it without like. No, no, no! Hang on! Hang on! Hang on! <laughs> hang on! They don't in the movie. They explicitly don't mention the fact that, uh, let's say, I don't, I don't know, the Riddler is like super disfigured or something like that. How do you? How, what? Why didn't we know anything about that? Why are they just not, you know, acknowledge that? Oh, that's because you see the Riddler get fucked in a special Fortnite event, setting up the Batman. It was imagine mad. the Riddler's motivations. The motivations of your main antagonist are set up in fucking Fortnite. Through a Fortnite CG, through a Fortnite CG trailer cutscene. Oh God, it's just Robert Pattinson, like live action Robert Pattinson in the bat suit, running alongside like a girl with. Uh, I don't know, a banana suit. <laughs> but she's like in 3D. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, well. Fuck all of them, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. There Capitalism. Sh- Capitalism. Not bad. Hot not take. Bad. Not bad. Like, th- th- it's, it's kind of bad. bad. It's kind of bad, bad. You know? And people are really... Stu- like, companies are really stupid. They, they can make really stupid decisions with it. But, you know... You got to use it wisely. That's what we're saying here. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be a monopoly. Don't Fuck be a Fortnite, monopoly. Though. Yeah. Fuck, Fuck Apple. Fuck Google. Fuck uh, Fortnite. Smooth Fuck, brain capitalism. Um, Not good. Fuck, uh, Fuck Netflix as well. Can't forget that. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Netflix as well. Fuck Mussolini. Yeah. Yeah, we're on yeah, a roll especially, today. <laughs> especially. Especially Mussolini. Oh, espe- n- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. just tearing. Anyway. Just put him on a tier list of bad shit. <laughs> tier list. We should. We should make an American Nerd tier list of our favorite of our favorite dictators. God no. <laughs> How far? Where, where do you think Fidel's gonna land there? Or like Batista, He's the Cubans? Dead. <laughs> Fucking dead. Hell tier. Is that is there such Hell-tier. a thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're in the gulag. Yeah. They got stuck in the fucking. You're in the gulag. gulag, yeah. Yeah. You're in the gulag. Of, you're in the. Uh, you're in the. It's the gulag of dictators. Adolf Hitler, <laughs> <laughs> Mussolini. <laughs> it's no. It's it's Mussolini and Fidel fighting first, and then Adolf is just throwing rocks at them from the no, side. No, he's just like jerking off in the corner because he has like nothing to do. Like he's just really scared, and he just yeah. can't. <laughs> God. Yeah. Honestly. So again. What that that's just a that's just a fucking anime. It's a battle. A- it's a battle manga, with all the like the ghosts of the of the uh, most horrible dictators in the uh, in the world in human history, being pit together in like, oh my god, yeah, Dana White would make a fight island scenario for dead dictators, Jesus. and they would have to. Nah, learn nah, MMA. it can't be Dana. It can't. It has to be Vince. It has to be Vince. McMahon. It would definitely be. Vince. Has to be. Yeah. Dana's on the cusp. <laughs> Dana's on there. He's close, but it would definitely be Vince instead. He has he ha- he has some stock in the company. <laughs> it would be it would be it would it would be it would be definitely it would definitely be Vince McMahon. A little bit of Jim Cornette. <laughs> yeah, but it would definitely be Vince McMahon. Honestly, uh, honestly, like like what's uh, uh, what's fasci- the guy? A fascism what? a fascism gulag sounds like something Vince McMahon would like come up in a coke filled dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying Vince McMahon does coke. I'm not, I'm not trying to not trying to. Not trying to uh, fucking, I don't know. It's a healthy it's a assumption. Joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no oh, fuck we don't me. know. So Hades, tell me about yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there was an indie direct uh, last week. There was a bunch of really good oh, really? games that were announced. Yeah, yeah I know. It, it, Shit. It, 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 like, it, 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 
it's it's been a while for Nintendo, but yeah, there was really, a in, dude, really, what? really in my mind, there's there's only been like DC fandom this entire week. <laughs> yeah, like, I get you, I get you with that. Living in my mind rent free, like. especially yesterday, because I was basically like, like in the vicinity of my computer for that whole day, just seeing like what was um, like, just catching up on news and shit like that. But that was annoying. I was pretty busy. I was pretty busy in the entire the in like the entire day. I was like catching up. Uh, I was catching up when I can on the uh, on the laptop. But hundred percent, I was there for for Batman. I was yeah. there. We gotta stop talking about fandom. That's coming up. Well, we'll leave it for later. You guys, yeah, yeah. you guys will get it. But uh, yeah, 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 there yeah. was an indie direct uh, like a few days ago, and they announced. I think it was like the first announcement they made. Hades is coming to uh, consoles exclusively on. Well, no, first on Switch at least uh, this fall. It's, and it's cross saves as well. So uh, it's uh, it's on Steam at the moment. It's on. It's been on Steam for a while. It started off in the Epic Store, and basically you could you know have the same saves from your PC over to your Switch. And that's awesome for a game yeah. like that. That's perfect. I don't even know if it's. It was an early access when it came out, but I don't even know if it's out of that yet. There's a lot of stuff that they've been adding to that game, and it's actually really really fun to look at. It's a roguelike. And and you know and you know what you're getting from the people who made like Bastion and uh, I can't remember the other game they made, but you played that, Bastion, yeah, right? I played a little bit of Bastion. It was on my Switch. Uh, I got it on hmm. sale on my Switch. I'm trying to remember the other one. It was it was with a girl and like a giant sword stick, like a Xenoblade uh, weapon that she had, but I can't remember. But like Hades, Hades is that same gameplay approach, but it's with Greek mythology instead, and you're playing the son of Hades. With a giant Cerberus dog that's like super sweet to you, and you're fighting demons and gods and shit. It's actually pretty fun. I, I've like, seen some gameplay. A little I, like ch- chibi I, uh, Cerberus. <laughs> yeah, it's Big it's head. it's like uh, it's like a little bit of the gameplay of like Diablo three, but with the art style of say like a samurai Jack, like a Gendi type of you know thing. It's it's fun. It's fun. And on the Switch, that's a perfect. That's a perfect ass game to put on there. Yeah, and it's it's honestly good for me because it's it's better for me because I haven't been able to actually play a lot of new games on the Switch. Arguably, there hasn't been a lot of new games on the Switch. Like I I got SpongeBob recently, and that works well, thankfully, and and I, I'm having a good time with that. And that Samurai Jack game came out, but other than that, oh, there hasn't been that me. much. Aside I gotta from play that like, so bad, dude. I was about dude, to ask if you if you if you checked it out yet. No, not yet. I've seen gameplay and it looks fantastic, and I've heard it's all right. I've heard it's like you know some six and eights around there that's good you know then yeah, not every for game a, has car- to be a, for a cartoon tank. network a cartoon network beat him up you know it's pretty good you know <laughs> there was um, that one on the wii that was garbage oh god i i, I can't remember what it was it was like car- well repeat that i didn't catch that what like that. there was one on the wii and the 3ds that were like garbage it was like a it was a smash clone basically mm. but like the comp the, the oh the with cartoon with cartoon play. network characters yeah really? the combat was horrible yeah that Samurai Jack um, game, though, I, I, I'm excited for that. I want to check that out. But aside from that, there hasn't been that many games I've been playing, like new games I've been playing on my Switch. Like the last one was really I mean, Animal Crossing for a while. I mean, yeah, bro. You, I mean, yeah, you know my situation right now. I've just been, like, I've just been on like PC mostly. I want to yeah. get a few games on Switch, but like you know, for stuff like fucking like you know Game Pass and shit. You know, <laughs> it's it's very uh, it's, it's very nice having a PC. You know, it's very nice having already an, an Xbox. You know, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I was I'm lucky too because I have online Nintendo Online, so I've just been playing some of the backlog uh, SNES games too. Like I finished Donkey yeah. Kong Country a few days ago. That game's hard. Yeah, Hades is fun. Go check out Hades when that comes out in the fall, or play it now if you have a PC. 
Uh, we're done with okay, news. Yeah. How was your week? Dude, I'm so fucking tired. Last, uh, <laughs> <Me too. laughs> last fucking two weeks, I've just, yeah, you fucking, yeah, you, you've heard me, bitch. I'm just fucking, like, literally just getting annihilated by, by schoolwork. Um, You're done already, right? Uh, yeah, my summer classes are finished. I got one week before fall starts. Um, a, a week break, you know, it's, it's That's not that what, bad. What, what, yeah, what could you do, you know? It's, yeah, uh, just on sleep, the name of education. Really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, yeah, I, I I've been pretty good, dude. Um, I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing still a lot of gears. Um, fuck, it's gears so fun, five, especially. Right? Yeah, gears five. Um, I'm so glad that I got back. That we're like we got back into the series because Jesus Christ, uh, I've talked about it before in the show. Gears three is is one of the most like fun games I've had. Like, you know, playing multiplayer. Uh, just playing multi. You know, versus horde especially was really fun and gears 5 like really does bring it back to like the classic gears feel you know um also uh, our friends have also been playing uh, uh sea of thieves um which is very good very very good i i really uh you've been playing really it dig... too huh you've been playing it too yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I, I haven't been on i i literally haven't been on the last two weeks because just getting fucked in school dude it's been bad but um yeah that's really fun uh if you don't know the stick of sea of thieves yeah you're, you're in a pirate ship um and you know it's from you can rare too huh, it's from rare yeah you can have pets oh i thought you said a parrot oh that's game. cool no i'm saying it was developed by rare studios yeah uh, yeah battle toads and well, og battle toads and conquer and all that and donkey kong country yeah yeah um um when see i remember when sea of thieves first came out I, I remember it being like not being received well because it was like one of those games where it was clear that the game wasn't finished or wasn't as much content on it. But what the game out? The, when did the game come out? Like four years ago? Three years ago? It it I would I I want to say four years ago or something like that. I think it, like it, I want to say twenty thirteen, but I feel like that's a bit of a stretch. It's been around for a while, and there's yeah. obviously been enough to actually you know to give us uh, proper you know content to actually play with. It's super fun. Uh, especially with friends. Like, if you have, like, two or three other friends to play with, highly recommend. Um, oh, it's two years old. came out 2018. Mm, okay, well, we're It's initial release date um, was 2016. Okay, that's why I'm thinking. Yeah, it's really fun. It's re- it, that, that's really fun, too. Um, uh, now that I have this one week where I can breathe before school just fucks me again. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, gonna play some more of it. Uh, in general, bro, if you, if you have a if you have a good enough PC, or just have a gaming PC where you just play most games, get Game Pass. There really is no no excuse. Like fifteen a month for just so many games. See, see, Thieves is a forty dollar game. You know, like oh yeah, no, we, that's we, a, we, it's a it's a perfect it's a perfect service for that. It really is like, like that that really is the future of Microsoft. And you know, if, if that's the case, I'm all for it. Um, let me ask you uh, something. Is the is yeah. the customization really that bad? Like the initial For customization what? when you're making that character? Because I heard... Oh, in Sea of Thieves. Yeah, in Sea of Thieves. Because I heard it's just like you pick your body type, you pick like some inflections, and then that's it. It's like a two-step process. It, it's, yeah, is like, like um, you randomize like the actual physical character, like how he looks that's and everything. Uh, okay. There's a few. 
uh, that you can get, but most of the com- customization comes down to like what you're wearing, like uh, visual aesthetics. Like, um, you know, there's really funny face paints. There's different. You can have like hooks on your hand. You can have a peg leg. Different, uh, different clothing. But the body, uh, but like your body type is randomized. Like, there's no way you um, can change y- that. You know how like in you know how like let's say for the Sims they give you multiple different body types and you can choose uh, between several. I, I think or, so. I've never played The Sims, but I, I guess so, yeah. Well, it's just like, like yeah, just give you like a bunch of randomized like, body types with facial, with, with different faces and everything. You just pick and you can like refresh the refresh the options for different, for different, uh, for different, uh, for visuals. Di- yeah, that's weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, because I remember hearing about that. I'm like, oh, damn. Because you think for like the ultimate pirate experience, you would want to get a little bit more like in depth. With your character like there's eye, like yeah there's eye patches there's peg legs there's you know hooks there's hats you can have pets like there the customization is definitely there hmm. there's definitely a decent uh, a decent amount to do there um but yeah uh that's that that's been mostly like what I've been playing uh things I've been watching uh yeah we saw close enough which you, we'll, we'll talk about soon um oh you didn't you didn't end up catching comic book confidential did you I, not yet, not yet. Oh not damn! Yet. But okay. that's that's definitely that's hundred percent of the watches. I really want to talk about that because fuck, that's so interesting. So most likely it's... like next week or something. That was but, a fun um, one. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, I'm very excited to watch that. But uh, yeah, I saw close enough. Um, what else? What else did I was I able to catch? Uh, I started Lovecraft Country. Can't wait to to, to go here. to go into that more. Um, really, uh, that's a really strong think it has a lot of potential. Yeah, yeah, it has a lot of potential, especially for like an HBO Max original. Is it an HBO Max original or just no? HBO? It's 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 HBO, but obviously you know they're it's on yeah, the same. It, uh, it comes out same, same thing time. basically. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, that's uh, I, I I like the direction that's going. Um, yeah, very Amblin-esque, Honestly, like it reminded me a lot of like like a better Super Eight, at least when it came to like the actual um, action scenes towards the end. Mm-hmm. And that opening, sh- oh fuck! That opening sequence came out of nowhere. And I fucking like, love the intro too. That yeah, that was very very interesting. I'm I'm really I'm I'm excited to see where that show's gonna go forward. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's been mostly what I've been up to. Uh, my, honestly, like most of my week, like <laughs> like it's just been filled up with like Batman, Batman, Batman. I need to just <laughs> yeah. please Batman. Um, what about you? What have you been? What have you saw? What have you been uh, catching up with or watching? I or finished. Playing? Yeah. Um, finished Donkey Kong Country a few days ago. Mm-hmm. I said that earlier. It was all right. Uh, well, no, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. It's one of those games. Classic game. Yeah, I've never I've never seen a game do this before. But I think it was one of those really interesting things. I like really definitely caught me off guard. After the credits, were, you ever played it? Um, actually, Donkey Kong Country. Specific, have you ever finished Donkey jit. Kong Country? No, 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 never. But as a jit, I played it. Yeah. Okay. So the final. By boss, the way, jit. I'm sorry for the people who are aren't from Miami. Jit is like little kid, like oh, okay. <laughs> when I was a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, for the end, okay. At at the end of the game, the first one, you 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 fight against King K. Rool naturally, and you beat him. And it does this thing I've never seen a game do before, and it's the credits rolling after you beat the boss, and the 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 main theme music pops up, and like it's you're all happy, you won the game, but then the credits just stop. And you're back in the boss fight. And if you don't notice at all, like if you're just paying attention to your screen or you're just like to another screen or you're just like not 
you know, you're just not paying attention. The King K. Rool just mm. fucking kills you, and you start the ma- like you start the boss fight all over again. And that's I've nice. never seen that happen in a game before, and that pissed me off so much when it happened. Because I was is just, that like supposed to be like an Easter egg type of thing? Or? No, not at all. That's literally how the boss fight goes. Like you're the nice. credits roll. You're like, oh wow, I guess we're done. That was easy. And then the fight just keeps going for a couple more minutes, and then the credits actually start rolling. And nice. it's like, wow. Somebody could have easily... Because this game's already hard to begin with. Somebody could have yeah. easily have lost everything just by not paying attention by those fucking credits. That was... That, that was... That's, uh, fun that's so, thing. like, disrespectful. Like, <laughs> I know, no, I know. Like, fuck that you and your work. That would off so much, dude. Yeah. Uh, I, I finished Perry Mason, the first season. Uh, there's not much for me to say about that. That was all right. I liked it. Matthew Reese is okay. perfect. Uh, it's very it's very much the L.A. noir show that I never thought I wanted. It's... It's not in the. It's not the case of like, say like a Law and Order or a Daredevil where it's like, um, you know, pulpy and very procedural, mm-hmm. with uh with the case. Like the season is like one giant case, but the way they go around it feels like it's a video game or feels like it's mm-hmm. something like out of L.A. Noir where you know Perry Mason goes to all these weird directions, both as a character and just like in 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 literal aspects. Like he has to take. He has to find, uh, take photographs of like a fat movie star, like a Laura and Hardy type, uh, for this client that hired him. He's a PI. He's a PI mm-hmm. at first, and he turns into a lawyer halfway through the season. Or I think he was always a lawyer, but he just you know didn't need to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's taking photos of a of a fat stand up uh, actor, like eating out this girl with like a bunch nice. of food all over her body. Nice. And. And it it's it's really funny because like the one second one minute it's him and Shea Wiggum on like a small old um like nineteen forties car nineteen fifties car running away from a fat actor with his dick out and like a bunch of food falling out of his like chest. So pretty much it's like it's like is it like is there like a lot of comedy in it like it's no it's not there's not a lot it's very serious but it's just it goes into places where you think you wouldn't think a regular detective show would go, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's got that... Uh, I don't know if timely is the right word, but it's it's very much in the 1950s um, mindset where, you know, like, you know, segregation is definitely still a thing that's going yeah. on. And it's a very like, clear aspect of the show. Yeah, th- there's a murder trial involving a woman throughout the course of the season, and it's those... It's, it's that obvious 50s thing where, you know, people just... Like, they have those dialogues where it's like, oh, a woman? She can't do this. Blah, blah, blah. And all that shit, you know? Yeah. Like, like very sexist shit. But, like, you, it kind of makes sense because it's with the time period. It's the time period. period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, other than that, it was all right. I enjoyed it. Matthew Reese okay. is... They, it, it's interesting because it was initially supposed to be Robert Downey Jr. That was that was going to play Perry Mason. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I know. Okay. It's, <laughs> I, I, I'm very happy they took the other route because... I think I think Downey Jr. went off to do Doolittle instead and left uh, and and hey, ended up getting f- Matthew Reese. Hey to man, play. That, was, that was a fat paycheck. So yeah, I know. But <laughs> hey, no, good even even better for Matthew Reese. He he puts in yeah. a good performance in there. I liked him. I, I really like Shea Wiggum in this as well. He's like his partner, mm-hmm. who like he goes to like brothels and all these like sketchy places just to find more evidence and stuff. But he's also like actively like, he's he's also actively cheating on his wife, and I find that really funny. Like they just kind of put it as like a like a runaway gag. <laughs> yeah, 
Just kind of, just infidelity. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like he just goes to Perry and he's like, oh, what you got to do? Uh, guys got to do uh, guys gotta. It's, that, it's that sort of like Sopranos thing. Like, hey, Tone, you know, <laughs> what, what, what's hey, a tone. man got to do? <laughs> it's that type of thing. <laughs> hey, Tone, I got the Gabagool. <laughs> God, dude. That's, I wish I wish it was in Jersey. It, it takes place in, it's in, uh, I think it's in Los Angeles but or San Francisco. But I wish it was Jersey, cause I I miss those soprano accents. I I don't know why, but I've been thinking about the tone meme for a while recently in the past couple of days. I think it's because I've been <laughs> listening to like a lot of conspiracy theories, and I feel like that's just perfect just to have that mu- voice in my head saying yeah, these honestly, lines instead. <laughs> Dude, Nick has been like just completely like devour like devouring me and like <laughs> in conspiracy theories, like um obviously everything with epstein and shit and like just all the crazy things that have been going on since coronavirus started like, and look the, look look that's the, the qnn that, scene is going crazy <laughs> oh yeah no i and, and i get it but like wouldn't it be funnier if you listen to that in like polly's voice you know like, oh yeah 100%, like, what if, like yeah like like what if nick was polly like i think that'd be funnier you know because i think the just the, the inflection of it accents are funny to me i i, I, I think the, that's uh, I, I think that's a like for a lot of people that's that's a natural thing. Accents in some way, shape, or form are funny. Like and especially Jersey accents. No, that's you racist. So, so, no, that's well, racist. You racist? It, racist, racist. Well, everybody's a little bit racist. It's just like that Avenue Q. Song. Jesus. But yeah. Jesus. No, uh, but the thing is, like, it it sounds funny to that me. That was a joke, by the way. You know, like, yeah, I know, I, I know. <laughs> I've known you for like a fucking decade. For the audience. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. But what was I saying? I just think it's funnier, you know, if you just put like, I, I think that that meme is just strong to me because it's just like, what if you put this one random mob jersey type character, and just have him be a QAnon type guy that's on 4chan going like, <laughs> look, look, uh, look, awesome saying's tone. It's it's weird how it's weird how Jeffrey Epstein died, you know? <laughs> tone, tone. I'm saying to you, tone. T, can I call you T? T. Yes, yeah, T. <laughs> Jeff Fuel don't melt steel steel beams. Tone. I'm telling Jesus. you, T. And then, like, fucking Tony is just like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Just fucking just, punching no, him in the just face. Beast of, no, just beast the shit out of Christopher. Like. <laughs> Dr. <I> Melfi's, <laughs> Melfi's just sitting there, like, t- listening Tony, to Tony's problems. <laughs> Tony, I'm just saying, you know, they couldn't all be in that island at the same time. And, like, Tony's just losing his fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's bullshit melfi that's um, bullshit melfi you saw the you saw the documents i um fuck it. No, i don't know where it. i was going that, with this bit that was leading no that was leading <laughs> that was that was leading into something fucking hilarious but i fucking oh my god i have add dude like honestly like my my shit just like i i just you have add <laughs> i was talking about fucking donkey kong country for like five minutes like now we're talking about this but yeah, just listen uh, to it. you ever want to feel like you ever want to feel good about uh, about uh, about being Cuban? Oh, okay. <laughs> you ever, ever want to feel good about being Cuban and like you realize how how similar everybody is? Watching like when I rewatched Sopranos last year, like seeing all the similarities between just Cuban culture and Italian culture, it's, it's insane. Like I, everybody, it's so interconnected. Like just like the way everybody treats family, you know how close everybody is, you know. Uh, grievances like between different cultures, like Sopranos I would argue, so t- yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I would argue David Chase basically stole um, Que Pasa USA and took that as the log line for what Sopranos is. They're very yeah, similar shows, yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the Sopranos in general was just supposed to be a, a, a huge, uh, a huge, just you know, commentary on you know, America, you know, society in specific, uh, 
culture groups in America. Uh, I can talk about Sopranos for fucking years, but I'm not going to do that because I've already done that enough in the show. But You haven't um, seen that uh, Inside Sopranos podcast that's been pretty popular recently? Yes, yeah, Talking Sopranos. I've talked Talking about it Sopranos, show. yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, yeah no, I've been hearing with, more uh, stuff about it. With Steve Shreppa and, uh, and um, Michael Imperioli. Uh, they don't, they play... don't go into conspiracy theories, do they? Uh, I haven't caught up. The last episode I saw was for like episode 11, I think. Um, yeah. And they do it, but no, they do I, it I, per I episode. I was joking, but yeah. Yeah. No, I mean they <laughs> talked about actually when um when Michael Imperioli and Steve Shripa were on Joe Rogan, um they talked about uh Wein- uh Harvey Weinstein and everything and just like oh, their personal experience their personal experiences with, you know, everything and what they've heard before, you know. Obviously they've been in the business for years, you know. You know, yeah. at a time there was no at a time the Sopranos was literally Game of Thrones, you know. Um yeah. but yeah, A to D uh, Sopranos. Um fucking anything anything else anything else you saw or played buddy uh i read a couple of things hang on just sending a text here my bad uh read a couple of things i'll just go quickly on them because i realized i haven't done a like a book recommendation in the last couple of episodes i finished batman versus predator the first crossover from the 90s it was written by Did dave we talk about that last week do we talk about that last week no, or i mentioned you, you said it, you I, think, to, right? I think yeah, i mentioned yeah, yeah. it on when we were just hanging you were gonna start it right the other day yeah, yeah. I was reading shit? it. I was reading it while you guys were playing Gears. Actually, I, I mm-hmm. finished it like a few weeks ago. Uh, I finished. I, I finished reading that recently. It's. It was a uh, the first one. It was a miniseries written by Dave Gibbons, drawn by Adam Kubert, and I think it was inked by Andy Kubert. Or you know, I, I get them mixed up all the time. But they both worked on it. It won a fucking Eisner mm-hmm. too. I, I looked it up after the fact. It yeah. Won, it won an Eisner, and that kind of makes sense. I just didn't expect that story of all things to actually get nominated for that sort of thing, but you know, I I really liked it. It was it was nice. It was a it's fairly straightforward. It's the predator showing up to Gotham and he's taking out what he considers uh, to be like all the all, all the most dangerous and like formidable opponents that Gotham has to mm-hmm. offer. So he starts like murdering boxers and uh, and crime lords, and it gets the ba- and gets Bruce Wayne's attention. And it's interesting. It kind of feels predator. like it's that. Yeah, it's it's before nightfall. If before it's before that nightfall event takes place, and it's like firmly in that time period where Batman's already in that new status quo of you know being redefined by like stuff like Dark Knight Returns and Year One. So it's a yeah. very Miller esque yeah. Batman that is like on the a verge fascist. of. Well, no, no, no. It, it's it's a very Miller Batman. Yeah, it, it's a very Miller esque Batman where. He has like a, you know, he's very, it's very gritty and he's very tough, but it's, it's one of those interesting stories where it shows like the endear, uh, the endurance or yeah, I think the endurance, would be, uh, endurance is the right word to put it of Bruce Wayne as a character and like mm-hmm. how, you know, you put him in so many fucked up situations, he'll still find a way you know, to keep the message strong, like Batman to endure. It, it, it's like, it's like a V for Mendetta type of thing. You could, you know, take down the man, but the symbol is still out there. You know, the symbol is still alive. Uh, and like, it's not like Bruce is killed by the predator or some shit like that. Like, but Bruce yeah. is basically beat to like, ne- like to near death by the predator to the point where like he loses his eyesight. And like, it's just th- one of the issues is literally part of the issue. Uh, part of one of the issues is just him slowly putting his body back um to a like fight um uh, to 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 a place where he could actually go back to fight and he makes like a he makes that awesome suit 
that um, that's it's only from this comic. They've never used it before in anything else since, which is weird. Aside from some toys and stuff like that, but I'm saying in the comics at least, or in TV or movies, they haven't mm-hmm. used it again. But they uh, he makes that new suit where it like it it's it's basically giving him like X-ray vision or not X-ray vision like infrared stuff and um like a huge suit of armor to go fight the predator. It's a really fun crossover event that like the premise is very simple but there's a lot more than you would think is is going on there especially with like you know batman psyche which is fun then i also mm-hmm. read multiversity finally i finally finished multiversity a few days ago it was written by grant morrison and drawn by a, a huge number of artists like jim lee and ivan reese and uh frank quietly this is one of those it's really interesting because okay i've I assume you've read a lot of Grant Morrison. We both mm-hmm. like we basically both met because of his shit, because of you know Batman Rest in Peace. So I assume specifically like, you've read Batman a, Rest in Peace, yeah. Yeah, I love Grant Morrison. Rest in peace. Gra- I'd, ar- yeah. I'd argue Grant Morrison is one of the big reasons why Batman isn't a complete like you know dark fascist <laughs> like what Frank Miller yeah so <laughs> did so that's the thing like and, and there was a there was a video that somebody put out it, it was trending for a while a few weeks ago and it's and like his whole I, I i disagree with the uh the guy's argument completely and it and this has to do with grant morrison obviously uh where he says that like the guy makes the argument that like gotham needs to stay gothic you know this it's not a like batman stories are better when you know they deal they still they stay around in that dark atmosphere and i'd argue not not completely not entirely not entirely because what like grant morrison was able to do in his run on batman especially after rest in peace was bring gotham into a point where it could actually feel like a livable city and a city with vibrant colors and and life to it that isn't you know completely dreary and like sad especially when you read like batman and robin yeah like i'd uh i'd argue uh that that uh, the way Grant Morrison wrote Gotham City, it's almost like, almost it, it's the non-nihilistic view of how Batman has treated Gotham City and its reaction to Batman. So like Batman, you know, in Grant Morrison's run, obviously, you know, talking specifically after like Batman R.I.P., you know, Batman did his whole thing. He's already he was already established, and Grant Morrison kind of like painted Gotham in a light where Batman's influence was kind of positive you know it wasn't necessarily like the whole you know like you said the whole dark and dreary shtick it was very much like i'm not gonna call it like i'm not gonna call it like more cartoony because i don't think that's the right word but i don't think it is at all no yeah no but it's definitely it's definitely it's It's more like self-aware i would say yeah yeah exactly yeah it's aware of like gotham's like just already pre preconceived like view in, in 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 like you know comic culture and the industry and it, it plays on that that's what i love about grant morrison he he really he he tries to find different ways to play with batman and his mythos see and that's that's the thing when when it comes to multiversity it's something that i realized more so with his recent line of work especially with like stuff like all-star superman and batman and robin where i look at it and i realize that this isn't the same grant morrison that i've used to you know love reading um like you know like decades ago where it mm-hmm. was, you know, super dark, very experimental. He's still very experimental, but there's a sense of, like, uh, cheerfulness and, like, joy that comes off from mm-hmm. uh, from his writing now. 
And I feel that with Batman and Robin, and I feel that a lot with Multiversity. And Multiversity is super fucking weird. It's basically a crisis book that doesn't actually show you a crisis. It's it's this type of thing where it's a bunch of one-shots that are basically telling you something is happening in the background, but it doesn't actually show you anything until, you know, at least for the very beginning and the very end. And what happens is it's like basically that. an... Yeah, it's basically an anthology of different universes in the in the new 52 that are also his personal homage to, you know, specific storytelling uh trends and eras in comic book history. So like there's one that's just a Shazam golden age tribute to like the Shazam family and and that cast of characters. There's one that is a kind of like a river like a modern day Riverdale kind of thing where uh the the like the children of the DC universe like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, they're all like teenagers now and they're living in a world where Superman kind of uh stopped all crime and 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 killing altogether. So they're just a bunch of spoiled teens like living their lives as like regular teenagers but they all have superpowers. Mm-hmm. And and it's 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 super fascinating because it's not it's it's a very Grant Morrison in in um in its execution, but it's unlike any other like crossover event I've seen before, you know where it and it goes to that one thing that I've always when I because this is a project that he's been wanting to make forever and I've always wanted the mm-hmm. I've always been wa- waiting to read. But there was one thing in particular that he was talking about for years. And I would read, like, Wizard Magazine uh, interviews about this, where he would talk about this project called Pax Americana, which was basically what if we take and uh, critique the importance of Watchmen again, but through a different lens, specifically through the lens of the characters that are actually... um, uh, that were that actually Watchmen the was inspiration. Critiquing. Yeah, that yeah. actually was inspired. Um, that Watchmen actually took inspiration from, which was the Charlton character characters. So like Peacemaker, Blue Be- the both Blue Beetles, uh, Captain Adam, they are a part of this. They, they they he he finally puts that issue into this event, and it's one of the best fucking comics I've ever read. I I I really really love it. And I can't talk about it too much because it's it's very spoilery. It's it, it it's it's interesting because it's able to weigh. It you know that there are grant uh, there are higher stakes at ri- um at pl- at hand, but you are basically reading um disconnected stories of a larger universe that you know tell a little bit more of like it it's it's not just surface level. It has something more to say. There's yeah, and it's kind of more. I find it really interesting. Yeah, it's like it's commentary about how he sees comic books today or how he sees them before all put inside this context of like a crisis event, you know, it's That's super really cool. weird going from like final really cool. crisis to this, you know, where like it's very much a crisis. Le- like he treats it as a crisis book, but then you go to the multiversity and it's like, you know what it's like? Here's a, here's a perfect example. It's like if the Rick and Morty series finale was happening, but we got another Citadel of Rick's episode. As the events were playing on, it's so like, like that. Uh, so like, uh, it's a slice okay. of life type of yeah, like type a, of deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like super it, fascinating. Yeah, it's own secluded story, but it's still relevant to like the bigger picture. Yeah, yeah. I, I I really uh, love it. it. It's it was a really fun time to read. I always uh, did. I I I 
um, the multiversity guidebook. Uh, yeah. Looking just through all the different Earths. Fuck, there's so many cool versions of these of the characters. Like, I love Earth three with the crime syndicate, crime syndicate of America. I think yeah. it's such a fucking sick idea. Not only They're that, so like, like, I love Earth, them enough for every Evil crossover. Earth sixteen with like the fucking trench coat Batman, Superman with no cape. Like, oh, it's like female no. Lex Luthor too. Um, uh, yeah, that's 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 one of the issues they tackle. Another one they re- I really really liked was he. It was one that he did with Jim Lee. It was Earth X with Nazi Superman and I, yes, I, they call him yes. Overman and the Freedom Fighters. That was a really fun issue. I really that's so that. cool. That's so fucking sick. Isn't like I, Batman I, I, supposed I, to be like a knight or something? He's one of the he's one of the big characters. Yeah, like yeah. halfway through, I think in that same issue in that multiversity guide. Was it Earth thirty six? Not... Earth thirty six, where Justice Nine, Flashlight, Siberian War, uh, War Woman, Merman, Blackbird, probably, Earth. probably Omega Man. The Omega the, the Man. Nazi one, the Nazi Freedom Fighters one is Earth X, so it's just ten. It, it's oh, it's okay. labeled as ten, but that that's a really fun crossover event, and like it's it's a really good comic to read it's not something Grant i would Morrison recommend to like man. newbies but it's a it's a fun one for people who have liked this stuff before i would recommend it to you i think you would really like it no yeah there's, there's like 100 percent my like up my alley and Grant yeah. morrison's the fucking man so yeah it's fucking sick um yeah it was a good one i i recommend yeah. it um something I, I i guess i could speak for both of us here something we both recommend close enough it's a little something we watched so yeah for those of you that don't know uh or who are new to the show, first of all, welcome, two hours in. Uh, uh, Close Enough is a show uh, created by J.G. Quintel, who you may know as the creator of regular shows. This is a follow-up series uh, that's about a guy named Josh, which is apparently or mostly inspired by him, and his, uh, her, um, his wife, Emily, living in an apartment where... Um, living in a house with like a divorced couple who also happens to be his best friend and their daughter. And it's eight episodes came out a few months ago on HBO Max. And honestly, like, there's not a lot to unpack here. Obviously, it's not like it's some sort of Bergian, uh, Bergman-esque, you know, animated TV show. But, <laughs> you know, it, it was a nice uh, summer. It was a nice summer binge that, you know, had a little bit more than binge. what I thought uh, it was going to have. And I enjoyed it's it very... quite, uh, quite much. Honestly, yeah, it's a very it's a very quick binge. You can get like through the entire show basically like two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, what did you think? I want to ask you first, because uh, <clears throat> I this is my second rewatch of the first season. What do you what do you think of this first season? Um, so, uh, JG Quinto, for me personally, my connection with him is definitely uh, with Flapjack. Uh, Flapjack is like one of my favorite shows growing up. Wait, he co-created um, Flapjack? He was well. He was part of Flatjack. He was part of Flatjack. I think he had a. Oh he, fuck! That he, makes he, so much the, sense now. He's one of he's one of the creative directors of uh, one of the creative directors of uh, a Flatjack. Um, Those characters look very similar. That makes a lot of sense now. Wow. That's that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the. Yeah. That that style. That style is very uh, is very distinct. Um, but that's at least my connection with him. Um, I wasn't not that I didn't like regular show. I just never got into it. Uh, from what I've seen a regular show, I really like it, but you know, it was never like necessarily my crazy thing. It's so weird. Regular show came on 2009. That's so yeah. strange to me. I it thought it came like out later ago. 
I thought it came. I do. I thought it came out like in like uh, 2011 or The thing is, there's been so many seasons of that show. Like it feels there's like eight seasons. Yeah, yeah, eight seasons. Um, yeah, going into close enough. So I guess like I had a pretty unbiased, unbiased view on it in in, in that sense. Not saying that you do, obviously. But <laughs> fuck um, Yeah, it's <laughs> but um, it's I genuinely I, I enjoyed it. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing like it's not, it's not a regular show. Gold. You know, no, it's obviously. not. It's not it's comedy not gold. It's not. Yeah, it definitely is not trying to be. It's not trying to be like you know super like super you know smart with its smart with its humor or anything. It's a very. It's actually like I don't know if you took this away while watching it, but it's like a pretty. It's a pretty wholesome show. A pretty wholesome and personal show. Yeah, I I I see like. I, I genuinely see where his heart is at when he's making this because he's basically making it about himself. Yeah. And like his like his just his time as a father and his view on marriage and just, you know, relationships and raising and raising kids. And like when you look at it, like from that sense, like it's just a, like a father just like talking about what it's like being a dad, you know, and the persons that come with it. It's. It's really good. Yeah, it's really really good. It's 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 so wholesome. Like <laughs> yeah. like yeah, it, like 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 don't get me wrong. It's an adult show. It's not like it, it's for like it's. I, I think it's rated like TV fourteen and up. This is like, this is like a clown. You know, a clown shifts his dick into the form of. This a, is the kind of sh- uh, honestly. Of, of this is elephant. the kind of <laughs> yeah, literally. Or not like, an elephant. This, a giraffe. This, a giraffe. <laughs> this is the kind of show that I feel like we would have seen back in like middle school or high school. You know, if it came out around that time. Yeah, that kind of adult brand humor. I really, I, I really, really dig it. I, I genuinely, it, it's crude, yeah, but super fucking wholesome. But like, there, there was, there was times where I ended episodes where I just had like a big smile on my face. I'm like, yeah, that was, that was nice. Yeah, I, I, I came away with that, um, with that same feeling as well. Uh, I, I don't think you ever seen it, but I've, I've always talked about this with you. There's a, there's, a, there was that show called Man Seeking Woman with Jay Barra show and Eric Ah, yes, 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 yes. If, it, it's very similar to like. I find a lot of similarities between uh, between that and this show, where I remember the one episode you saw you showed me with the goblin. Yeah, uh, I loved it. It, it, it. It's that sort of um, it's it's that sort of creativity that I really like with these two shows, where it's like where where you're talking about you know the subject matter of like yeah being a being a parent, having the uh, struggle with you know finding a job, finding a career while you know also taking care of a child. And then you know, like, what about this child's needs and getting and and all the all the worries about that, like these very human um, and real life situations that are put very relatable. Yeah, they're very relatable. Even more so through like its absurdity, by like how like crazy some of these uh, some of the situations that involve them go. Yeah, it and makes I, no sense. Yeah, no, like <laughs> the, what what was it? Like Skate Dad is probably my favorite one of the bunch. From it's that my one. favorite episode. Yeah, yeah. Skate that's 100%. so funny to me, and like it's it's premise is super simple. Josh just wants to be a um, just wants to be there more for, involved in his daughter's life. Yeah, w- wants to be there uh, more involved in his daughter's life, and actually wants to be a teacher. You know, it, especially when it comes to skating, and you know, you're putting it through the uh, the ringer of him putting a fucking metal plate on his groin, and him go like bombing, um, going against the goosh. Yeah, going against the gooch. And bombing. No, it's not the gooch. It's I not know. the gooch. But I kept thinking the gooch. gooch. I kept thinking <laughs> yeah, gooch I every time he would say it. 
But him I go- think that's the joke. But I think I think that is the joke because remember he gets that metal plate in his gooch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. It's it, it's stuff like that, you know, like the crazy <laughs> Satan board. Them um, as a family bombing the 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 streets. Um, uh, what, what's that side? No, Baxter Street. And like people yeah, exploding and, and shit like that, and like his groin is literally on fire. You know all that stuff. It, it's kind. Of, it's the same thing. Like man seeking woman used to do that. I really enjoyed. It's stuff where they would talk about you know uh, issues regarding you know trying to find somebody in a relationship or trying to find trying to make it work with somebody that you're not really related to, and you're literally making your place in the world. Yeah, and it's literally you know Jay Baruchel dating a goblin. You know, like it's it's making that point yeah. even more so. I, I that that's something I really took away from. Uh, from this and it's something that I really appreciate not like it's not like man seeking woman didn't do it uh, in a bad way but I appreciated it more in close enough because it's you know because they were able to cap it off easier with animation and yeah it, it, it definitely offloads better yeah like, it, it fits better yeah the, and the thing is um, like even though it's animated it doesn't it doesn't mean that it's you know it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not um relatable you you still feel what the characters um really really want to do you still understand what's going on you know and and no, and that's yeah, something I, that you, i really appreciate with this show a lot and it's something that like regular show did a lot of this too especially towards the end of its run but this is something that i think like this is the, the heart of close enough i think is something where they want to tackle these real life issues but through a comedic absurd you know take and i think through animation it it makes it even better you know than it would have been i mean like i think uh i think the the reason why this work why this show works so well is because it's because it, it is coming from like a really personal place yeah that and, too uh, and like it's you know and you know a lot of like i assume a lot of like the the commentary being said is like genuinely what you know jg quinto like feels about you know again fatherhood being being a family man making your place in the world um, the fucking like, bus- it probably. I'm sorry. No, sorry. Finish your point. I'll, I'll add on to it later. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go uh, ahead. You, you go first because this is something that's a little bit different. I said, go ahead, Raul. Fine, do it. Fine. <laughs> what were you saying? I'm just saying, like, I, 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 I also see that that he comes from a very personal place with this show, and it's uh, yeah. very relatable. But like, it's it's also there are also moments where it comes off as super, super funny and super like, and this moment's not you know completely unrealistic. It's because it's animated but like it's i find it really funny and absurd in its own way where uh josh is like all right perfect uh josh and emily agree we're we're, we're not gonna have another kid we're good on that right perfect and then like two seconds later he's just celebrating and he's like vasectomy party vasectomy. that yeah. dude i fucking yeah. laughed my ass off when i heard that line that's funny yeah. that was so funny to yeah. me I I um I we I assume we both have the the, the same favorite episode being uh, Skate Dad. Skate Dad's my favorite uh, skate, what, yeah, and in, in uh, my favorite like segment in that uh, season, yeah. What else did you like? Cause I think uh, I think Golden Gamer is fucking fantastic too. Is that the one? Dude, bro, man, or oh, dude, man, a uh, yeah. dude, man, dude, man, dude, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I fucking yeah. love his like, voice and, too. <laughs> JJ Quinto's voice is the like. Best. <laughs> Like that that episode speci- like specifically that episode like it, it's kind of just like a perfect example of what the show really is. It's like it's dealing with like a very clear issue of like Josh, which is the main character of the show, uh, feeling like he hasn't done anything in life and kind of going back to something he going back to something he kind of left off in the past 
in order to feel relevant and you know and that's very like that's very much like in the forefront that's very much the point of this episode and it deals with it in a very natural way that makes sense in the universe and like you know again it's very personal like this is something that honestly like you know i think most people like you know uh fear like they, they want to be relevant in, in some case they don't want to be just another person yeah and and yeah like and just obviously you know like the r- ridiculous like dude man i think that's hilarious him being like kind of the <laughs> his schizophrenic like yeah he's uh, fighting with himself on top of the fucking building with the motorcycle yeah, it's literally fight club dude <laughs> it's literally fight club like that's that's that, that's the thing you know like they're tackling these real life issues and you know through animation you know they're able to have fun with it which i find you know really um uh which i which i think is something that they do really well in this and something that I think is Mm -hmm. something that gets underseen a lot when people talk about animation, you know, like especially adult animation. Cause I I know you haven't seen Bojack, but like it's kind of, it's kind of done that way too. I will. And I, and I think you would really like it because it's, it's, it shows that, you know, you could have really interesting drama. You could have really interesting characters and it doesn't have to be through, you know, actual people. It, it it could be through this the through this medium in animation, and you could you're also you also kind of have like limitless potential. You know, in 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 terms of how to how you want to tell your story, how you want to like encompass your themes. You know, through animation. So like yeah, like obviously you wouldn't have an episode like Dog Man or no Dog Boy in real life in, in live action. You know. And it works, and, and which makes sense why it would be animated, and and it and I think it just works better because it's animated. You know, it's not, it, you don't have you um, you don't lose any. At, at least I think you don't lose any relatability because they're two D characters. You know, and you know going uh, going in a tangent with Josh for a second. I I also think. I, I at least I think for the most part this also goes for the for most of the cast as well. Like I think Emily has some really good segments where it deals with her issues of being a mother and you know having a job and try like having an active job and trying to you know balance both of those lives together so she could you know get the best life for uh, Candace for her daughter. And then like it's also in the Dude Man episode. But what's his uh, what's Jason Manzuka's character? I can't remember his name now. Uh, Alex. Alex. Yeah. Alex, it, it, him trying to, you know, be relevant with his students by <laughs> basically doing stunts to encompass, like, yeah. his Greek themes or, vi- or like, Viking stuff. He's a major in He's Viking a history. Dorb? <laughs> He's a Dorb? He, yeah, oh, his, uh, his Professor Dorp, that's it. And then, yeah, you have the, then you have the Latin character going up to him. He's like, yo, Dorp, <laughs> can I tell you in this picture? <laughs> He's, like, being gurneyed into the <laughs> fucking car. <laughs> Yo, Dorf. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that guy says something really funny in the beginning where it's like, oh, yeah, girl, we could go together and we could just make out on top of my grandma's uh, on top of my grandma's grave while they're showing the Goonies or some shit like that. It's a grave throbbing. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's what it was. I don't think I don't think the show I don't think the show's perfect. I feel like a lot a lot of the jokes do fall flat. Oh, yeah. Like, maybe, especially when know. it goes to like really like millennial humor, like that Logan's Run yeah, episode like, isn't the best. Yeah, it, it it doesn't work like entirely in in some cases, but again, like there there are definitely a a bunch of memorable lines in the show. For example, uh, uh, what was it like? Uh, dude, he got ass knifed. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when yeah, when he when he fucked himself over. Uh, um, well, there was one I really like, which is uh, it comes from the teacher. Uh, 
from Candace's teacher when Emily gets high and she's having like a freak out and she's trying to lose stress, but she's just getting more and more stressed out. Oh, I love out. that, dude. I love the teacher. Dude, he put like when he when she punches him and she's like, bitch, use your <laughs> words. <laughs> I, I was laughing at the fucking line. Uh, That's it, the, yeah, the political context, exactly. The political uh, subject matter is what we're talking about. Damn you know? right. No, it it's, it it's it's really funny. You know, it's, because you you feel you feel that same way with Josh. You feel like those. Um, you feel what Emily. You really do feel what like uh, Emily's problems and Alex's problems. I think like we don't get a lot of it from uh, from this girl. I can't remember her name now. But Alex's ex wife, who's like twenty something, the Japanese woman. I can't remember her name now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, she's funny, but like she doesn't get a lot of stuff to do. Same with Candace as well. But the thing that I find really interesting. I don't know, man. What. That sitcom episode was great. The sitcom <laughs> episode's funny, yeah. But that's not really a Candace episode. I think the closest we get to a Candace yeah, episode is. is... Oh, wait, Candace. Oh, sorry. The sorry. daughter, the daughter. I confused Candace and Emily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I confused Candace and Emily, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Although I really like when Candace... I assume as she gets older. Yeah. I, I assume as she gets that, older. That, I love that, he, that she's like a Satanist. Oh, yeah. I fucking love that. <laughs> <laughs> that and then like... Like, she's pretty metal. <laughs> yeah, and then and like when she turns into a gremlin when uh when she has like the candy bar and that... That prison... Yeah, the lady <laughs> prison episode. That shit's really funny to me when, <laughs> like, everything yeah. started going out of control. and Stabbing like people. Uh, the girl, one, I can't remember her name now, but uh, Alex's ex-wife gets stabbed <laughs> with the fork. And there's a fucking gremlin, like, running around in the background. <laughs> that was funny. It it, it 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 has that same thing that, like, it has that same touch that uh, regular show had where, you know, things can go crazy and weird. And you could really appreciate it. You know, like it's not perfect all the time, but like whenever somebody rolls away into a water, uh, into a water tower and they just explode, you can't help but laugh, you know, because it's just it's just heightened stupidity, I guess, if, if, if for lack of a better phrase. I find yeah, it that episode is great. The, the thing I, I the thing I have a problem, um, the, the one of the big problems that I have with the show, and I feel like. I, I, cause I was reading, I was reading a, uh, a Reddit AMA with uh, JG Quintel, and he talked about the production issues of that show of 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 the show, because, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but it was announced to be it was announced to be a show on TBS. It was going to air on TBS, mm-hmm. but then the Warner AT and T merger happened, and they basically shelved the show for like a number of years. Until they decided, oh, okay, we could probably put this in TBS, but hey, actually, this might actually this might be a good launch thing for HBO Max instead. And they just, you know, he was just basically in that development cycle, just waiting for it to to come out on on that platform. But one of the things he talked about, which I think was really interesting, was the initial way he was going to tell these episodes, which was. And this is with the exception of the fina- of the se- uh, the season finale. He wanted all of these episodes to be thirty minutes long, or at least ha- uh, at least mm-hmm. a, um, like twenty two minutes, like a half an hour episode. And you could definitely see, like, you literally can see when it happens because you have like the random like two parter. It's basically two parter episodes. Yeah, yeah, no, but the thing is, like, you could see where like they have that random cut right before the one segment, the mm-hmm. first half of the episode ends, and like, and it happens at the yeah, second the cartoon half of the network. And the, co- the, the Cartoon, the, the Cartoon Network, Network logo. logo. Yeah. Like, it, it's weird because you could definitely tell that these episodes were, you know, cut down and ha- cut in half. And I wonder... 
I, I wonder what the show is, what they're going to do in this show going forward. Because I honestly, I, I, I like the season finale a lot more than, um, like, as, as a full 30-minute episode compared to the other ones. Because yeah. it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like it was, um, obviously it wasn't cut in half, you know, uh, editing-wise. But it felt like you were still able to get enough of you know, all of these characters and you were actually able to get a nice A and B plot without trying to rush anything, you know? And, yeah. and I think that would be, I, I don't know if, I don't know if that was Quintel's preference at the end of the day, because most of the episodes are, um, 11 minute segments, but I feel like that would be better off in the future as, um, uh, for, uh, for the show going forward. I know since like, you know, regular show used to be 11 minute segments, it's probably easier you know, for for that for uh, that creative team to just work uh, work with, but I I thought it was I thought it was interesting how the, uh, how they executed it in those two formats, and you were able to see you know the big differences between the two in that season. Uh, with yeah, that uh, what? No, I was I was just gonna say that the that the show is uh, um, it's cut together, it, it's it, it's paced really briskly. Uh, everything it just keeps moving. Uh. Uh, that's obviously what you get with like these kinds of shows um and everything like just like everything just kind of wraps up by the end there isn't really like any like you know two-parter episodes or anything like that no it's not like uh, a cliffhanger or anything but the the thing is and it also this also goes back to the finale i think it's 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 a show that wants to go more uh, into you know the character the um the like character interactions and dealing with issues of you know being an adult and growing up, but also having to know, ha- having to face the fact that you have to let things go and you have to mature, you know, like, especially when, the with that Emily and, oh God, I can't even remember her name right now. But, um, you know, with Emily's subplot in that finale, I, I, I found it really interesting because it wasn't necessarily funny aside from like Weird Al Yankovic getting like mauled by a bear and also worshiping, <laughs> worshiping Satan at the same time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, aside from that, it was actually, you know, fairly serious. And they would actually talk about the fact that, you know, even though she is a mother, she really is. Tr- um, she, she's not trying to do it on purpose, but she's unintentionally driving her friends away, you know. And that also, like, gives, like, it, um, that st- stems off as a problem for her friend, you know, because she really cares about him and uh, really cares about her. And she does care about, you know, uh, her daughter Candace as well, but it really does take a toll on their creativeness as a as a, sing, a singer songwriter duo and i think the show I mean, yeah, it's the, what i'm sorry okay um <laughs> yeah. um the entire no i was just gonna say the entire show like is basically just like if, uh, like trying to find the time between you know accepting like real life responsibilities and just trying to live out your dreams in like different ways and like how that all like and uh, like the pressure that that bring and like the pressure it, it brings in with like when children are involved you know um i think uh i, I think the show is like it's it, like again it's not really like the best like comedy and you're you're i i, I don't feel like you're gonna be like you know falling out of your chair laughing no but, and, and, so wholesome, so wholesome. Yeah, and and that's the thing. I, I picked it at the end of the day because I think it's a show that has some really interesting potential going, you know, in, in the future. And it got picked up for a second season, which you know, thankfully we'll find out more, in in uh, soon. But you know, I I think it's something that has some really interesting potential because it's 
a show that's trying to deal with these adult themes and these real life problems in a way that is mm, sorry, I have to get some water. Uh in in a way that's you know really interesting and personal, you know, but also pretty pretty relatable. And I think you know, I, I as as the show goes on, I, I also want uh, them to explore that that idea of like Candace getting older as the seasons go on because there's more you know, interesting, realistic problems and situations that would, you know, arise with a character like her, who's a girl who's literally, you know, who would eventually end up um, getting older in life and going into a teenager and facing those problems. You know, I think... Yeah, I hope it doesn't go... Uh, I hope it doesn't go the family guy route. Yeah, it's I... Like, just... I, I, I hope so. I hope so as well. And I don't think, you know, Quintel would do that, especially with, like, the trajectory that, like, regular show went where they literally, like, changed the setting a few times and, like, characters were written off for years. You know, like, I, I think it has the potential to go to the, some really interesting places and be something that's more personal uh, than something like regular show at the end of the day and still be, you know, funny and unique in that J.G. Quinto way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I really liked it. I'm glad you I'm glad you enjoyed it. I Obviously, yeah, yeah. it's not perfect, you know. It's close enough, no pun intended. But you know, it's it was yeah. a fun time. It was a fun mm-hmm. little binge that I, I I look forward to seeing more of in the future. No, yeah, I genuinely uh, I, I really enjoyed it. It's uh, I highly recommend. I, I recommend it uh, definitely. This is the, this is a, a nice brisk watch, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really like Dog Boy. That was a funny one for me. Just a yeah, it's a cool. it's a dog that's really into Jim Carrey. <laughs> nah, man, the goosh. The gooch. No, goosh. That's it. The, the goosh. <laughs> um for well, yeah uh, what's what's the next yeah. what's the next double feature or feature i don't know if i have the time to watch two i think i could let's see yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were you better yeah. <laughs> okay then um um for these uh, for these two i was kind of bouncing around between different ones and i really like i've just been like in a in, in a very in a creative loop recently i've just been trying to trying to like just trying to get more inspiration for different things and I really been wanting to watch some crime films, some uh, some very specific ones. First one, both of these are on HBO Max, by the way. Okay, that's good. Uh, that's good for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Blood Simple. Oh, finally, we're doing this. The Coen nice. Brothers, the Coen by Blood Simple by the Coen Brothers. It's the Coen Brothers' uh, feature debut. Um, it came out in 1985. And you can watch it on HBO Max. It's starring John Getz, uh, Francis McDormand, Dan mm, uh, Hedaya. Um, and yeah, it's by the Coen Brothers. It's super. It's a very, it's a very underseen film when it com- when you compare it to the rest of their filmography. But I, I, I'm really am interested in how it holds up, especially like I want to see what their style was at the beginning. You know. Oh, you've never seen this. Um, I've seen bits and parts. Oh, okay. I, I've always wanted to fully seen it. I this is apparently a big inspiration for uh, the Safties Blood Simple. That's interesting because um, I, I wonder I wonder if uh, since this is their first feature, if that Coen Brothers you know aesthetic that 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 way of filmmaking that we know of for them today is present in this. This would be interesting to watch. Yeah, it's super. Yeah, no, it's super interesting. Um, and, and like, just I get, I'm just really into, obviously into the Coen Brothers. Yeah, same here. Uh, so much so, so much so that um, the second movie we're gonna watch, Raising Arizona. Oh shit! On HBO Max. This is gonna yeah. be fun. Oh, I'm actually excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm really, I'm a little bit more excited for this one because I've always been wanting to check this one out. Just as a, uh, yeah, not me, not yeah. just as a Coen's fan, but as a Nicolas Cage fan. Oh shit! Yeah, this is gonna be fun. This is a uh, 
yeah, I, I've obviously uh, obvious reasons. I've I've been wanting to been wanting to catch this one too. Uh, Raising Arizona came out in 1987. Scoring Brothers starring Nicholas Cage, Holly Hunter, Trey Wilson, John Goodman. More, more, more of the typical Coen Brothers like well-rounded cast that you that you eventually see down the line. Uh, Fran- Francis McDormand's in this too. Um, so yeah, both of them on HBO Max. Highly, high, obviously, if you don't have HBO Max, I obviously recommend it. Uh, I think we both do. It's yeah. the best streaming service out there right now. A lot of really um, good movies that you wouldn't expect are available on streaming. Yeah. A lot of variety, yeah, and, and not just not just in like just like movies, different animations. You get like you, you there's basically everything, <laughs> yeah, on HBO Max. Um, yeah, both of them are HBO Max. Coen Brothers double feature. If you want to be part of the conversation, make sure you watch the sh- make sure you watch the uh, the movies and then come and then come back to the episode to hear our takes, our opinions, and if you have any takes and opinions of your own, you can send it to the email. What's the email, Raul? Oh yes, the, we do have an email, and it is American Nerds Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, yeah, that's American yeah. Nerds Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, gmail.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's it from both of us. Do you have anything else to say, man? No, I, I'm pretty much done. I forgot to mention, I started Full Metal Alchemist with Nihar. Oh, for real? Yeah. What's going What's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, Brotherhood or, or the original? Uh, so, okay, I, I, I stumbled upon... Um, it's original, and I stumbled upon it by, because Nihar texted me saying, "Hey, I got into the show. You want to watch it with me?" And I'm like, "Hey, sure." And I know, I I know. Apparently, for a lot of people, like Brotherhood, Brotherhood is the one that's actually you know the the straight up at the adaptation the most of the popular. manga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the most faithful one, and apparently, the it's the better one. But I figured I could probably check this one out because it's like 50 episodes. And, you know, watch this over the course of a semester or maybe or probably a little bit longer and then get into Brotherhood eventually. But I'm like three, four episodes in. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah the, the thing is, it's that type of anime that and, you know, ironic on it. It's the thing is, I, I, I like a lot of anime that does this where it's showing you some really fucked up shit. But they're putting in some like Victorino, like uh, telenovela music playing in the background. Yeah. Like that first yeah, intro yeah, yeah. to FMA is just it's just a telenovela and like seconds before that started playing i literally saw a child lose his arm and leg and his brother turned into a fucking like uh well he's not even a robot i always thought he was a robot but he's a suit of armor it's an yeah literally literal suit of armor um here i <laughs> i kind of want to i i kind of want to watch that with you guys it's been a while since i've seen full yeah, why not yeah it's uh we're we're like two three episodes in so far so if you want to get back into it we're pretty early on. Yeah, dude. Um, I've seen both series, um, but uh, I fucking love both of them. I think I think Brotherhood um, is really good. It's great. I there's there's the part of me and my soul that kind of prefers the original. Interesting. But then again, it's been years since it's been years since I've seen since I've seen uh, both of them. Um, because I've heard fucking, both ends of the spectrum. I've heard like you, people like you liking the original, preferring that over Brotherhood, and then I've heard people hate it. Yeah, no. And then I have a friend of mine uh, that I talked to. Like th- my first general discussion about what FMA is, uh, my friend t- told me about it, and he like actively told me, "Do not watch the original. It's like it's completely yeah, bullshit. <laughs> like Brotherhood yeah, is no, the better bullshit. one. Yeah." I, 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 yeah, no, I, it's, it's not a bad, sh- it, that's not a bad show at all. It takes the, it, it takes everything into very interesting places. And if I remember correctly, it's like darker as well. Interesting. Um, 
yeah uh so yeah my yeah my my join you guys there because full metal alchemist is definitely is definitely something that's very very important to me when it comes to when it comes to anime amazing show i everybody should watch that show i like i I like where it's going right now i just find like that old school like you could definitely tell what a 2003 anime is now and like it's it's very present in this and it's like it's kind of funny to watch it's kind of like a little bit of sad too bro huh the show gets sad Oh really no, sad, it is sad. Like, yeah, no, like we got to the part where like they explained what happened to his mom, and I'm like, oh fuck, this is uh, rough. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, it's yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh. On that it's note, good though, times. that's a nice yeah, one. On that note, yeah. You guys take care. Rain review. Oh wait, no, we we, we didn't we what? didn't do the, our intro. Where can we find you, buddy? Oh, that's right. Yes, <laughs> you can find me at Summer Oak Cruise on Twitter. Victor, where can we find you? Find me at Vic Monocava on Twitter, and you can follow the, and you can follow the show on Instagram at American Nerd. No spaces at American Nerd. You can email us at American Nerd Podcast at gmail.com. And at that's gmail.com. about it. Yeah, we'll yeah. see you guys. Uh, catch the DC. Yeah, catch the DC Fandom episode when you can. Yeah, we're about to record it yeah. right now. This is basically our post show. Yeah. It's midnight, but hey, I want to fucking fuck die. Let's go. Yeah, I, I want to. F- oh. <laughs> well, we'll I want to s- fucking die. But regardless, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Take care. Peace. Peace, guys. <laughs>